Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> I think everybody could read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. All right. Let's get this over with, Doc. Yeah, let's get this over with. (laughs) It's been a long weekend. More for you than for me. Yeah, I'm in pain, man. You look like it. Since, like, Thursday with Sam and his wedding and all that. It's been a long weekend. Tasty, tasty. So Sam's got a big smile on his face by now? Maybe. Bevo We know Bevo doesn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're in Hawaii. I know that. They left this morning for that. Did Sammy ever call you back after those very nice messages we left him? I don't even remember leaving him messages. <laughs> what, what were we leaving him? It was just... Uh, Sam, uh, you put on speakerphone. It was me, you, Shoe Light. Ah, it's coming people. back to me, yeah. Was, you know, Sam... Uh, just want to let you know this, you know, has never happened to you before, and uh, you know, yeah, it happens to everyone. Don't worry, and I don't know. And then it, it ended with us going holla, 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 holla. Wow. <laughs> and then you, and then you go, don't worry, I'm calling him right back. <laughs> like we were all really concerned that you were just going <laughs> to call him once. That I was going to leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> oh it was man. Good. good fun. Yeah, I woke up a little rougher on the edges too, man. Well, we went to the rehearsal dinner on on Friday. Um, and I had made this arrangement with Sam that, you know, during the consummation of their marriage, he would call us on his cell phone and just leave it on speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> Push so it the bed. So we're telling Bevo this story. I'm telling, you know, uh, Sam decided it would be funny if we told Bevo our plan also. Why would that be funny? And all she said was, you know, what is it that you think you're going to hear? And I said, I'm pretty sure we're going to hear something like... I swear this has never happened to me before. <laughs> uh, but we didn't get the phone call. I don't think they did it. 
So that's why you haven't got the phone yeah, call yet. Exactly. Man. Well, we did send them off in a limo with two bottles of champagne. We did. We sent them you in know. a limo. They had to stay in a hotel in Oakland last night. Which is not the most, most romantic city in the world. Yeah, especially because they stayed at a hotel like right by the Oakland airport, which is Hagenberger area of oh. Oakland. It's a nice part of town. Come on. <laughs> I used to work down there, man. We had to have Rottweilers at the place I worked at to keep folks away. It got ugly. Holy smokes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, stayed in a hotel there, and then they got in a, a flight this morning. They're on their way to Hawaii, or I guess they're probably in Hawaii by now. Which uh, island? Yeah. I don't know. The Whatever one's cheap, Isle. I'm sure. Maui. Uh, they mentioned Waikiki. Uh, oh, yeah? Right. There you go. Oh, wow. So, no Bevo in the chat room this week, unless she's going to jump in there from... Uh, a laptop in Hawaii or something. From Sam's lap. Yeah. It was a good wedding, though, and I congratulate, congratulate. <laughs> and it's going to be a long day today. I congratulate the two of them um, on their new life together. I'm going to miss Sam around here, though, that douche. Oh, he's, yeah. He's a fun guy. Sure is. You guys all made it to the wedding. Everybody here was there. Doc, you made an appearance. Yes. Cameo. Yeah, I got in there, brought the fam. My uh, wife wasn't feeling too good. Yeah. You know, uh, you guys were all dressed up, though, yeah. man. We look good. Yeah. But, you know, the kids have been sick all week, and it's just a matter of time. You know, the wife actually, you know, has to have contact with, the, you know, the offspring. Yeah. And eventually she's going to get sick. That's true. She's looking hot, though. She got a haircut. Yeah. She was looking good. I think like she got them all cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we didn't get up and didn't get a chance to get up and do the white man dance or anything. Yeah, no, none of that. Your kids were all suited up though in suits. Oh, they were doing good. So, Doc's kids are awesome, man. Yeah, you guys know that. You've you've heard them on the show before. They get they've been on here, and uh, I don't know where he heard it, but one of Doc's kids, Parker, are sitting at the table there. He turns to Doc and he goes, "Hey, Dad, what's a lesbian?" <laughs> It is, the funny thing, he already knows what it is. He does. He just was showing up. No, I think he wanted clarification ah. because he saw some things at the wedding. Oh, I see. So Doc goes, I don't know, why don't you ask Chad? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's there. Chad's had a few beers. I thought this yeah. would be amusing. Which yeah. is always the go-to guy to learn life lessons yeah. from. I bounced it right back So in. he turns right to oh, Chad yeah. and goes, Chad... What's a lesbian? <laughs> you pussed out, though, Chad. You I didn't did. tell him. I, man, I was like... So what? I told him, you know, instead of a mommy and a daddy, it's kind of just a mommy and a mommy. <laughs> That's the best answer you could give, I guess. Man, it's, good it's, kid, it's, it's when all girls, girls like to hang out together, and he pointed to all the little girls dancing on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. Are they lesbians? <laughs> Not yet, but I'm sure one of them will be. Yeah. Or she'll experiment in college. in college. Yeah, that was the other <laughs> Yeah. And I'm sitting here, and I, and I kind of I hear this, and I glance over at Doc's wife, and I'm going, Did she, is she hearing this and just letting it go? I think or she's allowed to enough? just ignore Doc's conversation. You know what I think it is? Like, hearing Doc and the way he, like, spoke to the kids. Because he would, you know, we were sitting at the same table, and he'd say something to Parker, and he'd look at me and laugh with his, you know, the big Doc happy face. Yeah. I think he talks on a different frequency than she can hear. <laughs> I, I, you're, yeah, you're right. You know, I think yeah. it's like it's like you know, like the the mos- dog hearing. Yeah, you know that like super high uh, uh, cell phone ring, the mosquito ring that certain people under certain age can only hear. Yeah, I think it, it's like that. Just make it sound like background noise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's filter, man. It's great. Wow, it's good work. <laughs> yeah, but it was a good party, and uh, I gave a speech, which was much to the chagrin of the family members and Bevo. That they gave me a microphone. That was great. Yeah. 
That was a good speech. <laughs> I gotta say, I have this thing lately. I've I've always had it, but it's it's just gotten it's gotten really bad lately. Where I just I kind of say everything that comes to my head. I've been really offensive to people lately. And to me, I think it's like I'm not offended by many things, so I never really think that I'm going to offend somebody. <laughs> also, I think that I have this ability to say things to people that that others can't say, like without offending them. Good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah, and I I think that in general, I kind of I tend to say it in such a way that it's not as offensive. I can approach a lot of topics that other people can't approach. I think it's just from interviewing a lot of people and stuff. But lately. I just been a real asshole. Just got that edge to it. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what it is. So I had to try. I was not intending to give a speech for that. I was not the best man. I was a groomsman, but I was not Sam's best man, and that's the best man's job. And he did give a speech, and I wasn't planning on doing it. But then they start handing the microphone yeah, around. They, they do that here. You say something. <clears throat> yeah. So. I was nice, though. I was everything I could do to be nice to them, because I got so many stories about these two kids to say. And uh, I think, I, that was I very offensive? I did make fun of him for going to homeschool, which I think his parents were probably offended by, because yeah. I was kind of calling them idiots by doing that. <laughs> I think... Well, we all kid him about being homeschooled. Uh, you said the whole wedding party, too, though. You're like, this guy and that guy. It's true. It was kind of an inbred wedding party, if you think about it. <laughs> Four out of the five people up there had gone to homeschool. So it was worth mentioning, <laughs> I think, at the very least. My favorite was just how you teed off on Sam's brother. Oh, yeah. That was, that was the, I think that was maybe a little too harsh. But it was really funny, and I didn't yeah. care because I, I don't belong there. So what do I care? I'm never going to see. This well, thing the thing is, is that Sam's brother is an asswipe. I thought it was awesome, and he was sitting there really uncomfortable. He's like two people down for me you know, yeah. at the main table there, and uh, he's really a douche. And Sam knows that his brother's a douche. He's a nice enough, and kid. he knows you know. He oh yeah yeah. I mean I've kicked the kid. He, kid used to crash on our couch. We've thrown him out of here three or four times because he'll just like he stays here days on end. He doesn't have a job, kind of a thing. But the funny part about this, it's Sam's younger brother. Um, he's the one who introduced Sam to Bevo, and he was hitting on her originally. Turns out Bevo was just kind of using Matt to get to, to Sam, right? So Step I went up. ahead and pointed out during the speech that, uh, you know, that Sam landed the girl that his brother was hitting on. Like his brother laid the groundwork, and Sam kind of swooped in there and... Uh, Talk and about a wingman. <laughs> took over, yeah. And I think the people liked that joke. There was lots of laughter. Well, we did it in the back. I think that we were the only ones laughing, though. Yeah, I don't. Th I know that Matt did not like the joke very much, and I'm pretty sure his parents were a little uncomfortable at that moment too. Oh yeah. What well, about Bebo's parents? They're probably relieved. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. Well, I don't know. Her mom was laughing the whole time. I think she. I think she liked it. I think she was okay. Well, you know, in those wedding toasts, they're pretty much like that. I mean, as people should ex they probably You're supposed to roast yeah, a little, right? Exactly. Everybody's going to forget about it it's until every time they pull out that video. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah great. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was a lot of fun, though. It's a DVD. Maybe there could be like an alternate soundtrack. Yeah. An alternate people and the not born again people. That's a good. Yeah. It was a very. I, I should point that out. You're right, Tasty. That uh, very Christian wedding. Yeah, I kept trying to push the guy behind me and to try my beer. And he wouldn't I, I mean, do I was it. pushing hard until he finally told me he doesn't drink. 
<laughs> I kind of got the. I got every. And I wasn't going to stop there. <laughs> You're like, what? What do you mean you don't drink? Have this. Come on. I mean, try try a little. <laughs> you may not drink before wow. you came in here, but you do now. Pal. Yeah. Let's he, go. Turns out he's a recovering. He's lost everything. Yeah. It's like just getting his life back together. Hey, you know. And you're pushing your Dortmunder on him. Oh, yeah. You know, hey. <laughs> you may never see this again, buddy. Yeah. I got us all in trouble at the church. Yeah. I was say, um, I got all the groomsmen a beer. I went and got us a six pack. You got to have a beer, right? No, I usually carry the, the hip flask, the big one. And yeah, I, 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 I pass that around in the back usually when I'm a groomsman. So remember that when you invite me to be a groomsman. Well, everybody had forgotten the <laughs> flask. As if there's ever going to be a wedding. Did Doc uh, just try to fast track himself to the top of everyone's groomsmen list? I think so. Just vote for me. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> speaking of, of uh, the next wedding, JP did catch the garter. Yeah, but that didn't happen at all. It's hanging on the uh, microphone right here. Yeah. Sam was real funny because, uh, you know, the grooms, the, 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 the groom has to go up under the dress and do the whole ritual where he pulls it off whether it be with his teeth or his hands it's you know they they decide you try to push it up farther he uh <laughs> he had kind of stashed in his pocket these giant granny panties <laughs> yeah and he put some chocolate on him <laughs> to oh, make geez. him a little stained so he goes up under there and he pulls them out i'll say i'm style he's like oh oh god what are these <laughs> and throws those to the uh to all the bachelors standing around <laughs> these giant stained granny panties Bevo did not laugh. She did not think I, that was a funny trick. I, I no. think I want to throw up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. Anyway, so I brought everybody a beer. You know, uh, nobody had had their flasks, so I went across the street, got a six-pack of ESB. It was Red Hook ESB. It's all right. And, uh, Good enough for the wedding when you don't have anything else? Yeah. We weren't, like, pounding beers. There were six of us, and there were six beers. We each had a beer we had to toast the groom. And, uh, that's one last time, baby. Only his mom comes back there. And she's like, Sam, what is with beer in the church? You should know better than this. How how old are you now? You're about to get married. I have to tell you not to have... She's serious. Wow. So, of course, I said, uh, yes, Sam, and I am really <laughs> disappointed, too. I told you not to do this. And uh, Like you don't have the role of the bad guy, no matter what. Oh, they know. Yeah. The priest, like the the pastor. I guess it's not. It's got to be Catholic to be a priest, right? I have no idea. The pastor, he kept making comments to me. I like, think you have to touch boys to be a priest. <laughs> he doesn't do that. Yeah, I don't okay. think he's married. All right. uh, Still, he kept kind of giving me like backhanded compliments, like uh, you know, um, you sure do have long hair for a jerk. <laughs> I think he might think you're, you're like, the second coming or something. He's just checking you out. No, they're worried about me. He was yeah. like, "Yeah, hey, way to keep Sam on his toes." Oh. Which really is like a nice way of saying you did nothing but fuck with Sam all day, you know, which is only like half true. Probably thinks you like uh, gladiator helmets and things. Yeah. <laughs> and later on when he's leaving, I was say, I was drunk and I was thanking him. I was like, you know, did a, I think you did a nice service. Is it a service? I don't know what it is. It's surrendering. And, uh, and he goes, yeah, you know, you really, uh, you kept it fun. Thanks for keeping it fun. Tells me. Which again, I'm everybody's clown. I got to be the jokester all the time. Yeah, that sounds like a real. Just he's only got a few well, sayings in an uncomfortable situation. That sounds like one that's of them. One of them. That, that he pulled out. Yeah. Like, thanks for keeping it fun. Yeah. Can you remember the four points of advice? Oh gosh. During all, his sermon, they all rhymed. Make hay. That was, stay together. It was. It was. Play together. Stay play together, together. Play together. together. Pray together. And make hay. Together. Make hay together. <laughs> That is his way of saying you got a nailer. 
Every day. Yeah. That's what's new on the internet. It was real uncomfortable in the church at that moment. He goes, listen, I know we don't talk about the S word here in church all the time, but I'm going to tell you it's important to have sex, and it's important to have sex under God's plan. And he starts, he got two bachelors right next to him. He's got the best man in me standing right next to the guys. He's giving a sermon, and he's like, uh, listen. There are no happy single people, for one. You're all a bunch of miserable jerks, is essentially what he said. And then he said that every bit of sex outside of out of uh, marriage is cheap. Yeah. Those were his words exactly, cheap. Yeah, and then Schumann, Schumann and I were sitting together when way back, and he turns to me and goes, no, it's not. It ain't that cheap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I spent 80 bucks last week. Uh, maybe he gets the clergy dis- discount at the, ch- the chicken ranch or something. Uh, yeah. It was a nice one, though. But they're very... It was very Christian, so you were, you know, a lot of praying, and they, they sang a, a, a God song. It wasn't our God song. <laughs> it should have been. It should have been. We can play We can play our God song. If I ever get married, we'll play God Will Fuck You Up. But they didn't play that. Yeah, they played, like, I Give You My Life, that stuff. It was all right. I don't know. It was a good thing, though. You know, that sounds like you should have good been day. playing in a God of DeVita when that guy was there. Yeah, true. <laughs> Although I will say about the, about the music, uh, you know, the, when they when they came into the reception, Sam and Bevo as a couple, Yeah, the DJ's playing the final countdown. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that about that. That was hilarious. Oh, I wanted to get that queued up for yeah. us. Sam huh? had a top hat, you know, and a cane. He's walking like a gangster, like up to the aisle, down the aisle, up to the altar. <laughs> he just like has this like swing, and everyone starts like laughing at him, and it's like, Sam, you're getting married, man. <laughs> yeah, no, he but, was all about it, man. He it lives awesome. it up. Yeah, they're you know they do the whole announcement, all of us, and then uh, Sam's like, I really want to walk in to uh, the final countdown. You know, do you think we could do that? And the DJ's like, I got it. So this is Sam marching around the room with his cane and his top hat. He goes all the way around the entire room, just like rocking out. You got to love that kid, man. He's a funny dude. We wanted him to play like it's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. So that's your wedding wrap up. Uh, I just want to have a little fun with that. Plus, we couldn't uh, say all that if Bebo was here. So I thought we should do it this week while she's gone. You know. Um, what do I got to get to today? Oh, we should probably talk about what we're doing today. We had a guest cancellation, um, kind of a last minute thing. Was it even official, an official cancellation or was it like just a no response after? No, we did get confirmation that they oh, could not do it. Couldn't do yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll get that one back for you. Oh yeah. Um, a good listener and a friend of ours, uh, Brian, we met him last week at the celebrator party. Yeah. He's from Pennsylvania, right? Yep. Westchester. Westchester, Pennsylvania. He's a cool guy. He was hanging out with it. You met him, Doc. Oh, yeah. And Tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're hanging out with him last week. Him and his wife. Very nice people. And right. he knows uh, a few of the brewers out in the Pennsylvania area. And Chad has been in contact with him and hooked up a last-minute guest for us to uh, still have a show for you today. Yeah. Because awesome. otherwise, you were going to hear wedding stories for like two hours <laughs> today. And then when they served the noodles, we had to wait table by table. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah, I did I did show Parker how to crash the food line. So I'm hungry. And everybody's going, you know what? They're not going to kick you, a little kid, out. They just go, go. Yeah, and get me a plate while you're at it, kid. So he comes back with a big plate, slurps it down, got back in line. Nice. Your kids are going to be monsters, man. <laughs> tell you. So we've got Iron Hill Brewery out of Pennsylvania today. 
So uh, good work on that, Chad, and thank you to Brian for hooking that up. And we've got the head brewer, which is uh, pretty exciting. Chris LaPierre is the head brewer out there, and he is big into homebrew. Like, they really support the homebrew community out there. And uh, what is it? Uh, like, they have a big beer week coming up. Yeah, Philly Craft Beer Week. Philly uh, Craft Beer Week. I think it's, what is it, the 9th to the 16th, something like that, or 7th to the 16th. Okay. Um, but they're going to have, like, 124 events in, like, 10 days. They wow. have people coming in from Belgium to do, um, you know, speeches and things of that nature. So, yeah, sounds pretty cool. All right, so we're going to be talking about that. Which is a cool thing. Michael Jackson, um, about, a, it, about a year ago, it, uh, I think he called Pennsylvania like, um, or he called Philly anyway, like the best beer city in the United States. Yeah, and look what happened to him. He died. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend doing that. Maybe I'd get my wife to go there. Yeah, exactly. And I guess they drink the most Belgian beer than anywhere else in the country or something. Even really? more than they drink it in Belgium. Something like that. I, Philly's I, weird. I guess. Philly's weird, man. I went there for the Craft Brewers Conference a couple of years ago. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's these nice homes, and it's just hollowed-out shells of houses and old factories, and then, like, nice little swank restaurants for a block, and then it's just, it's like, it's very spotty as far as, you know, there's no cut and dry, okay, here's the ghetto, here's the nice people, here's yeah. the rich people. Yeah. So it's urban really weird. suburbia. Yeah, it just flows. It's really weird. It's no Moraga, Doc. Yeah, I don't know any different. It's all. You know. <laughs> That's all Doc knows now yeah. is Moraga. Yeah, he knows the highs of Moraga and the lows of Pacheco. <laughs> yeah, I don't it. stop That's in between, it. so yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty cut and dry. You yeah. might hit a drive-through in between here and there. That's about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So we got Iron Hill Brewery coming in, and we're also talking a little bit later, we're going to be talking to PubQuest at uh, PubQuest.com, which is it's kind of a map quest for beer lovers. And they've got every brew pub in the nation mapped out. So wherever you are, you can print out a map. It's basically, we'll get into it with her, but it's designed that you can find every good beer spot within, you know, say, walking distance of your hotel if you happen to be traveling and, and you don't have a car. So a cool thing, we're going to talk to them for a little bit later on the show, find out all about PubQuest.com. Uh, a bunch of stuff in the store. We got hats in there, and the books are still there, the Jamil and John Palmer books. I got uh, somebody had sent me an email this week asking if he could get a classic style signed. And the answer is yes, but you got to buy the combo. I only have signed ones that are with the combo with How to Brew. So I know maybe some of you have How to Brew. Well, give, buy the give combo and give it to a friend. Give it away, give it away. Give They're it away. both signed copies. So it's a cool th- Give your friend yours that's not signed and exactly. keep yourself a brand new signed How to Brew. Give your friend the tattered one. Yeah. yeah. You know? No, it's uh, I'll kick mine down to you, bro. Yeah, because we're good friends. I don't <laughs> want to have. I've learned have everything I one. can out of this one. Yeah, yeah. you can have. It. <laughs> Just don't tell him you got yourself the better one. Yeah. yeah. So you can still get those uh, brewing classic styles, the homebrew book of uh, 2007 and 2008, I would say. Yeah. Even though it's just begun. We'll see. And um, and then How to Brew, the official BN Army field manual. You're going to want to get both of those in the store. Hoodies, I think I got some double X's in now. I got brown shirts in again. People have been asking me for the brown hop grenade shirt for a while. You said brown. Got those. Brown like uh, Bevo's granny panties. <laughs> Same yeah. color. Uh, so check out the store. And, of course, you can get... Um, um, AHA memberships, the American Homebrewers Association. Which helps us here. At yeah. the Every time you get a membership, it does help us. And it helps us in a couple of ways if you think about it because we get a little cut, and that's always nice, and it helps us stay on the air. But also, uh, it gives us more credibility. You know, we've got a lot of credibility within the industry already, but every bit helps. And if the, uh, you know, Brewers Association and the American Homebrewers Association, um, you know, see what a big part we're, we're playing and helping them sell some memberships also, they're really going to like that. So 
you be win, able to get to do win. more with them. And, and it is, obviously, you, you want to be a member anyway. You get Zymergy Magazine. Oh, you get a lot of stuff. Uh, pub discounts. Uh, yeah. Uh, you get us not hounding you to join. <laughs> well, now we'll probably still do that. You can just tune out if you've already joined. And you get discounts on the GABF. and uh, All those things, right? And the national conference. And the conference, yeah. Which is cool. How long have you been a member, Tasty? A while? Oh, yeah, probably 11 years. Is that right? Yeah. How about you, Doc? You've been brewing for, what, 20 years or something? Well, a long time. Um, since the early 90s. So, yeah. But uh, I think I joined early on, and then it lapsed for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I've been a member again for the last few years. I'm finally a member. Four years, I think, at least. I hadn't been all this time. And one of our nice listeners from Australia... He sent me an email. He's like, listen, I'm going to buy you a membership because I know you haven't done it yet, and you're probably not going to do it. You're not going to spend the money. So he bought me a membership. So well, was you know, with you, it's, well, do I eat or exactly. be a member? 38 bucks is a lot of ramen, you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> a lot. That's like a month's worth of ramen. I think it's like bucks. 38 bricks of ramen. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> sure is what it is. That's a month. That is a month of ramen. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, you can do that, and you should do that. You should all be members anyhow. So, um yeah. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, you can send show ideas to Chad. Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send all of those ideas to him, not to me. And he will ignore them instead of me doing yeah. that. <laughs> Chad yeah. at thebrewingnetwork.com. You are, you are pretty good at handing that kind of stuff off. You know, you're delegating the ignoring duties. Yeah. I like that about you. Yeah. I figure, why should I be the only one who ignores everybody? Yeah. You know, let's make Chad do it a Spread little bit. Spread it around. So that's where your show ideas go. All right, let's do some feedback. You've got mail. Yes. You still got the remix version in. I gotta fix that. I don't know what's with the techno version. Maybe I just like it. <laughs> A lot of different uh, feedback. This is like two weeks worth because, you know, we did the live show at Celebrator last week and I didn't get to do any feedback type stuff. Uh, this guy says, found your show via the Zune Marketplace, which is a place where podcasts are available for the Zune player. And he says, yes, I bought a Zune instead of an iPod, which, by the way, I do not support any specific brand of MP3 player. I don't care what you get. Oh, we so. should get sponsored. So, But then I have to care. Yeah, I know, but... You know. I'd, I'd like the fact that it would be sponsored by the X player. I don't know yeah. some garbage like that. I, think I use a Zen player myself. I don't like an I, I don't like the iPods very much. I don't like them either. I use an Arcos. Personally. There you go. Doc uses the iPod. I have the iPod. I'm on my third iPod. Yeah, Chad breaks his iPod all the time. All the time. Are you on your third? Because yours broke. Uh, I lost one. Gave one to the kid. Oh, okay. So I'm on my third one. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, so that's how he found us. He said, I live in Newport, uh, Vermont, and drive a garbage truck for the past two years. I download and listen to the show um, and listen each Thursday, he says. Do you ever think that the show you do today is the first contact that someone may have with your show? I remember in one podcast you mentioned something like, where are these new people finding us? Because um, we've been here for years. And the answer is places like the Zune Marketplace. So he is kind of right. You know, everyone kind of, people either love or hate all the inside jokes here on the BN and they say, they say we're not very new listener friendly. I think we're painfully aware of everybody. This might be their first show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially afterwards when we're wondering if you know, we scared anybody away we, or, the, or the damn chat room scared people away. Yeah, we can be pretty hypersensitive I think to that issue. So, But once you're in... To that person I say floofa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now he has nice things to say. He just wanted us to... Uh, uh, anyway, he says, you know what you've introduced me to? The Conical Fermenter. I've been brewing for years, oh. maybe about 15 years or so, but I've never heard of a Conical Fermenter. 
And he, he now has plans to get one. Stainless steel, not the plastic one, he says. Good. He says, anyway, I enjoy the show. It's great. And I collect about eight tons of crap during the day while I listen to your show. And I don't know if he means his job or the program itself. Or he eats too much. Yeah. No, I think it's... Well, I'm going with it because of his job. Yeah. Eight right. tons, three hours. Mm, yeah. Good. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, anyway, so I also learned that since you thrive on hate mail, here is some. What the fuck's up with your main page? When I click the newsletter, it gets an error message. Yeah. Uh, newsletter's been defunct for some time now. It'll come back eventually. And Keep I th- clicking. I think the link is dead because it's still attached to my old server. And I'm still moving things from that one to the new one. So it'll be back. Hang in there. Thanks for the heads up. Yes, appreciate that. Uh, here's another one. BN Rocks. I've listened. Uh, I've been listening to the archives for a while now. And all I can say is awesome. Mixed amongst all the entertainment. I learned something. I thought I'd contact you guys for a little clarification. My Clydesdale urine drinking co-worker and I were discussing beer. Read as I was ridiculing him. And he said he tried Sam Adams. So here's the kicker. He called it a, quote, thick beer. And he says, this is where you guys can help me. Does this make him a douche or a homo? I would hate to use the wrong classification. Drink long, brew strong. That's Dan from New Hampshire. I just think you need to expand his brewing vocab. Yeah. He doesn't know. If you don't know the words, what can it, you describe it? What is a thick beer? Malty. I think it's about the body of the beer. Yeah, it has a lot of body. I think, or could have a lot of, lot of flavor. Right, any flavor. It's an all-malt beer, so it's going to be you know, bigger in body. Is there a beer that you would uh, accurately classify as thick, though? Like, let's forget about what he means. Is there a beer that you would use the word thick for? I just wonder if it's a beer description at all. Well, yeah, thick would be... Too, I think it's I a mean, comparison type yeah. of word from what he's using to anything else. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's like it's like it's the vocabulary. Like, how were you describing a beer that had uh, that had a lot of maltiness before you really knew? Before someone shoved a beer in your face and said, "This flavor is malty." Crap. Yeah. Well, see, there you go. I know. But like you don't know. Yeah. yeah. And it's just it's just how you learn. It's it's as a BJCP judge, you learn what different words are and what tasters are when you're tasting coffee, when you're tasting wine, when you're tasting anything. Yeah. Well, he just said it's thick. He didn't say it was. Good, thick, or bad, thick. So it's we can't true. we can't very well call him a homo at that point. It's a very neutral term. It's not positive or negative. Or a douche. Yeah, I would so, say maybe be be nice to him and tell him to keep drinking let, Sam Adams. Let's get another word out of him before we pass judgment. Yeah, yeah. Make him work if he wants to learn what it is. Make him make him struggle for another word other than thick. Yeah, or just less ridicule from you, which I. <laughs> I yeah. would rather have you do. Yeah. Think of Sam Adams as his gateway drug. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. uh, <laughs> first one's free, baby. You know, smoke weed long enough, pretty soon you're going to try heroin. <laughs> it's the next step, isn't it? So uh, it was for me. Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, you have him keep drinking Sam Adams. Before you know it, he'll be having Dogfish Head 120 or something. Yeah. First, it's Tylenol PM. Next, it's crack cocaine in your face. Yeah. There you go. I think I need some drugs to get through this show, man. All right. <laughs> My, my own personal pharmacist here. Yeah. Uh, Jay, I want to let you know I'm impressed with the show, even, uh, I should say, especially when it goes a little off track. Don't let those naysayers get you down. I've listened every year since... Uh, I've listened ever since the, the very beginning and haven't had the urge to quit yet. So you must be doing something right, or maybe it's my addictive personality. Um... Anyway, what else does he say here? Much love to you guys down there. And yes, those are my feelings, Chad. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, fucking feelings. Chad, you just got served. Got served. <laughs> <laughs> Chad got served. That's Muddy Buddy, a.k.a. Donald. 
Uh, he has a great quote. You know how people like have quotes at the bottom of their emails? Yeah, and the signature at the end? Some of them, sometimes they're good, sometimes not so good. This one's good. He says, an alcohol, it's from somebody else, uh, Dylan Thomas quote. An alcoholic is someone you don't like who drinks as much as you do. <laughs> I like that. Call them an alcoholic. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right, here's more. Uh, Howdy, just wanted to say you suck. I've been listening for several months now, and I was just about to officially join the Army, but now I hate you guys. I went all the way to San Francisco this weekend on vacation and was lucky to be staying near the 21A. Saturday night, I get there, and they are sold out. Okay, well, they didn't have the beer that you guys talk about all the time, and not in a can. Of course, while they didn't have their normal lineup, they did have an awesome selection of strong beers for Strong Beer Month, which is coming to an end soon. And Beer Hunter, by the 21st Amendment, was his favorite. But he's pissed because he promised to bring back everyone 21A in a can. Instead, he just got drunk in San Francisco. <laughs> a word of advice, don't go to, don't get dinner at the 2NA during Strong Beer Month and then go to the Toronado for the Barley Wine Festival immediately <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> and he Ouch. ends it with, did I mention, I love you, man. <laughs> wow. Oh, he was hammered. Oh, yeah. You ever, I, you ever seen dinner from the 2NA twice? <laughs> I got a lot of drunken emails this week, actually. People were writing me hammered all week. I don't know what it was. A lot of that going around. It was Strong Beer Week, I think, all over the country. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're going to have to take up that can thing with Sully, man. They're trying to up their canning line, but that stuff never stays in stock. See, up, up their, their can. can? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to up their can system. Up their can. Uh, uh, I tried to take IPA home in my can once. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, Justine and the gang. I have something unusual to thank the Brewing Network for. Your talk about beer and brewing has helped me to get fit. Oh, no. I thought he was going to no, help me no, get no. laid. Yeah, he says, you all have helped me lose 15 pounds so far with more to come. I listen every day while I exercise, so I get to hear about an hour and a half of each show a day as I work my way through the archives and the new weekly shows. Right now, I'm off the coast of Angola, working for the machine, looking for oil and gas. He's a petroleum geologist, geophysicist. So he says, your shows give me a little taste of home. I can't wait to get back to the house and get your new shows, because downloading out there, I guess, takes a long time. Uh, so he's out on a platform. He gets home in like four to five hmm. weeks. Um, he wants to know if, he, if, if we think we'll ever start a home distilling show. It's not really illegal. Illegal in this country. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe on the Although it's just an informational goal. show, right? Yeah. It would have to be your show, Doc. You'd be the host. Because you have all the information. You'd be the hoe. You've read all the books the on it. You'd have to be I the hoe if we ever just did it. Books. Uh, I just <laughs> listened to the drunk Bevo episode yesterday and loved it. Why no pics of her on the website? She's married now. Yeah, no more pics of Bevo. Now she's married. You should have a Ladies of the Brewing Network calendar. Which we've talked about before. We talked about it, yeah. I think that's maybe what he's referring to. Like it's a good idea. That includes Schumann? Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> he, Schumann he, ha- can, he can tuck. Schumann has been known to put on a wedding dress in his in his day, actually, in high heels. I've seen it happen. I, I don't want to. Are there 12 hot women of the Brewing Network? Oh, no, we have to go out and get the women. Yeah. We have, yeah. Well, we haven't seen them all. Schumann can do it for us. I'd be happy to track him down. There's there's at least six. I mean, uh, in the direct, you know, be in. Of, you know, are uh, you talking about listeners, too, or what? Yeah, I'm talking about listener wives and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Easily, there's, there has to be. 12. See, I wouldn't mind having a, a girls' brewing network calendar. I think the problem is going to be people are going to submit like their wives' photos and stuff, and then they're going to be pissed when we yeah. reject them. 
you know, <laughs> or it'll it's be like dangerous, like, like them in front of a Christmas tree with a like a, a frumpy hey. sweater on of, of like Rudolph or something. <laughs> we can only you know. do twelve. Frumpy, yeah. twelve. That's all we can do. See, I know we would say that, yeah. but you know, people would be offended that like their fat wife didn't make it into the calendar. You know. They didn't make it to Fatuary or whatever. Fatuary. <laughs> uh, I'm just look at. I'm I'm just saying, and we all know <laughs> that there are ugly yeah, wives out there. It's a lose lose situation. You don't know when it's yours, but the rest of us do know when it's yours. Well, that's true. And on, on the same token, there's plenty of beer drinking chubby chasers out there that would just enjoy. They would like it. That's yes. true too. So maybe so we, we got to cater to them. We, we shouldn't we discriminate. We cannot deny. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so. Uh, let's see. He also got, he can't believe that you broke your calcanium. Canius. Calcanius. He said, okay. Jerk. He can't believe you did that on the pole, Doc. Having spent a lot of time in the strip bars, his best friend owns ones. I've seen a lot of falls from stripper poles and no broken ankles. Yeah, but they weren't trying to not fall on three people. Yeah, that's true. Um, but he has seen a lot of broken ribs and bruises. Um, anyway, he also <laughs> loves... to do the stripper pole. <laughs> He loves Shat's crazy bitch stories. Oh. Which uh, I had a clip sent to me of, of uh, your crazy bitch. Uh, another uh, another Sasquatch sighting. Oh, Sam Squanch? Yeah, Sam Squanch. This, this is apparently what crazy bitch sounds like. <laughs> That's in her native habitat. Roughly, I'll translate here. I think we got have listener picks. Hey, Justin, fun. is Chad there? Chad! Ch- Chad, wake- Chad, open the window. Chad, Chad, I swear to God, I'm going to throw up. It sounds familiar. Yeah, let me in now. If you could just edit in a little, I want to ride the, the you. Headboard hitting the wall. That'd be good. I think we can make a mix. Yeah. <laughs> so he loves. Uh, anyway, that's from John. Oh. Hey, take care of yourself out there on that platform, John. Come home safe. Don't blow yeah. up or anything, and don't fall. Somebody told me how many platforms there are in the Gulf of Mexico the other day. Not enough. It blew my Shit mind. Up. In the hundreds of thousands, they said. There's like 120,000 platforms or some ridiculous. I thought there was like 10. I had no idea that it was yeah. in the hundreds of thousands. Should we hire this guy to do to pull like a Jared for us and be our like official spokesmodel? I've lost 15 pounds listening to the Brewing Network. That would be awesome, actually. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. It's a good idea. Or, you know. Make a calendar. Yeah. Uh, Justin, <laughs> just him in different, just, like, yeah, just taking a, a a gravity like hydrometer reading of oil and you know doing all this yeah. at the at the microscope, looking at no up, shirt little, on, giving a little wink, doing <laughs> doing push ups on the deck. <laughs> wow, lifting kegs. Uh, Justin, you no talent. Mark your hurt feelings on a calendar. Pillow biting hack. Oh, that's not right. What type of show pillows. are you doing? Pillow All this foo-foo stuff about feelings. What are you going to do next? Put pink BN Army shirts in the store? Holy crap. Your show used to have balls. You used to have to get drunk on Sunday night so you could get over the hangover left from <laughs> Saturday. He's kind of right about that. But I'm back there today. If you think about it, i got to drink today just to get uh, back to normal. I, I could tell you were just right at that point where you had a hangover, but you were still going to try to drink through it. Yeah. I've seen you on the other side of that one. Yeah. It's... It's been bad. But he is kind of right. That used to be sort of a regular occurrence. That yeah. We'd roll in here and start drinking just to get over Saturday. We have <clears throat> matured. He says, now, well, words escape me. It has how wimpy you and your show have become. Aww. Justin, have you ever been drunk of the week? 
I don't think so. Just bringing it weak. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. He says, check out Walmart. In the sports department, they have lots of balls. <laughs> and that's, that's from angry. angry JP. Oh. Yeah. Well, then I meant every friggin' word of it. You know, one day, you should teach someone how to run the board, and so you can be drunk of the week. So I can just chill and drink. Because that's why you don't, really. Kind of, but I think it's I my... i like res- to see it. Yeah. I don't really get drunk like that, though. Like, it's pretty rare that I'm like the, you know, sloppy. stumbling, sloppy drunk, even right. off the show. I don't drink... I get drunk, I don't get no, me wrong, I but... Think, I, yeah, very we're rare. We're at the roof. Very rare. Man. Have you seen me, like, falling down sloppy <laughs> no, ever? I haven't. I haven't. I have. Yeah, I think, Doc, you've seen me falling down sloppy. Yeah, that might be so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely I have. Not not often, but I've seen it before. Uh, it's kind of refreshing, actually. <laughs> All right, how about one more? Um, been listening to Sessions of Jamil Show for over a year now, and I've checked out a few episodes of that other show, too. I just want to say thanks for all the great info. My beers have definitely improved during the last year. I've realized that some things I do now uh, are like second nature during my brew day have their origins in a Brewing Network archive. Good. Go Doc, he says. Yeah. 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 Uh, one thing that shits me, he says, is JP's rendition of the ACDC song TNT that you play from time to time. <laughs> he says, what's with the city lights bullshit? <laughs> and then he says, you're a dick. Yeah. That's an inside joke. Bon Scott would turn in his grave. Yeah, he'd turn and throw up on me, is what he would do. <laughs> had, he, had he turned to throw up in the first place, he might yeah. still be alive. Yeah, he would have this conversation. <laughs> Thanks again for the great shows. That's Peter from Newcastle, Australia. Um, yeah, JP does always sing City Lights over you know, what mm-hmm. the, the actual lyric is. JP, do you know it? It's see the lights, right? Mm-mm. See, I don't even know. You, you know what's really weird is the last two days. No, see me riding, right? Yeah, yeah. see me that, ride. That line, JP singing, has been going through my head for the last three days. See the lights. Exactly that. And I don't know why, but... It actually comes from Chicken Boy. It comes from John Plissé. Yeah. He, he's the one who didn't know the lyrics and used to sing it that way. Yeah. And then when John stopped doing live shows with us, uh, JP felt that he needed to pick up <laughs> the line. Yeah. So you do know the real lyrics, though. Yeah. See, yeah, I do know that it's not City Lights. I, that's, that's my but introduction But why is that the one that's in my head all the time? You know, yeah. it's funny. On, on last Sunday at the, uh, at the Celebrator Party, some... Some listener, I don't know who it was, he didn't really stick around. He came, walked over the table and goes, City Lights! Really? And he turns around and walks away. <laughs> I just walked away. Like, All right, great. Yeah. Oh, uh, Weasel uh, informed me that the high band stream is full. Yeah. You know, it's full. All right, this has been happening for weeks now because we're getting a lot of live listeners and. It gets full because you guys are using the direct link instead of clicking the listen button on the homepage. And, and when you do that, you bypass Abacast, which is a bad thing to do because you cut people out. Because uh, if you bypass Abacast, there's actually a limit. And the limit's only like 30 or 60 of you can get on there. If you click the listen link, there's no limit. Oh, the whole world can tune in. They oh, don't really? Yeah. So... If you're on a PC, you need to be clicking the listen button from the homepage to tune in because you have to save those other ones for Mac users. Because if you're a Mac user and you click the listen button, 
your your computer automatically bypasses the Abacast thing. So maybe they're all Mac users. Maybe so. It's possible, but I know that that direct link, which was supposed to be a secret, got passed around quite a bit. Yeah, it it, it gets posted, and I I never knew that, so I just yeah I don't, don't post anything. it. Yeah, right. I can't get post because I'll let them know because what happens is you axe out the Mac user uh, the the Mac users, and now you know the stream's full of of people, and 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 it shouldn't be. Um, I'll see what I can do on this end to fix that, but there's but there's not a whole lot that I can do. Sure, bouncing people. <laughs> you, we're starting. We're gonna have to choose who gets to listen live now. Oh, can I do it? Please, 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 please. You're gonna have to start submitting a, a resume, and we will go. We'll have Tasty and, and Shat go through and decide who gets to listen live every week. Like, why? Sweet. Yeah. Why? Oh, why should click, you be here? Yeah. Uh, how much? Click the donate now button. That would certainly get that. I'll give you. you in. I'll send you the link myself. <laughs> you can do that. I have two questions for you. All right. One is a valid one. Okay. Uh, since you brought up. Chicken boy, people want to know uh, when the return of Beer Jeopardy is happening. Okay, if ever, and then Zymergist, and it hurts me to ask you this: if you adjusted your TCP settings as per his recommendations, who, who Zymergist said that? Yeah, I don't, li- I don't read anything Zymergist sends me anymore. Okay, good. It's really long winded, and I don't understand it. So that's two strikes, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was a fix, though. Too Zymie's no dummy. Yeah. To me, it evens out. If it's too long and Jay doesn't understand it, it cancels out each other. Yeah, but you're actually barking up the wrong tree because it's not. Um, I send my stuff to a server that lives in Washington somewhere, so they're not my TCP/IP settings. Um, let me start by saying this: today's a good today's a good show to ask me questions because I don't give a shit. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm really tired and I'm hungover, and I'm just I don't care. I'll say whatever you want. Yeah. So if you got questions that I've uh, that you, that you've been wanting to know over the last couple years, ask away. <laughs> but be careful. Huh? <laughs> Be careful with that. I know. Are could, you sure you're... Are it you could sh- get ugly. Are you sure? I'm not saying I'm going to answer everything. Okay. But I am saying you're probably going to get more answers out of me today than you ever have before, because I really don't care. All right. I don't care what's going on out there today. Um, Speaking of Beer Jeopardy, uh, Push still has the Beer Jeopardy light box that he's got to finish and get it back to us. No, box. it's right over there. I got the box. Is it fixed? You said No, I don't too. know if he ever fixed it. <laughs> I don't think it ever got fixed. Unless he just took the circuit board out of it. I don't know. I don't know either. We'll figure that out. Uh, so when will Beer Jeopardy be back? Is that the question? Yeah. I'll tell you what. They're getting I nostalgic s- for it. Okay. Uh, here, we'll make it a double whammy. I saw Dan Gordon um, not too long ago. He wants to come back and do another show. He's due for another show. Can we get him in here when he doesn't sweat? Yeah, wh- that's a good idea. So we'll have to do it like next month. you have to get him in maybe in March. Yeah. Uh, I'll give Dan a call. He loves Beer Jeopardy. And I, he also loves Daniela, so since she's not here, we better give him Beer Jeopardy. <laughs> so I'll make it a double whammy. When Dan Gordon comes back, that will be the uh, reappearance of Beer Jeopardy. Maybe we'll do we that. call Daniela and wake her up for him. Yeah. Now we should probably do that. They can speak in German together, and we'll all just kind of hang out. Yeah. Now so. I'm getting all these questions. I'm, I'm chatting you some questions. Okay, I'll take a break and read through those questions. i got to get to our guest, uh, which is Iron Hill Brewery today, and it's Chris LaPierre. He is the head brewer over there and an avid home brewer, homebrew fan, and knows a lot about what's happened with the Philly Craft Beer Week going on um, March 7th through... We'll find out exactly, but I think it's like March 7th through the 14th, something like that. We'll find out uh, all that stuff when we come back, and then since you're sending in questions, uh, I will answer as many as I can, and... um, Yeah, lots to do today, so stick with us, and we'll be right back. Hang on. You're listening to The Brewcasters. Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. 
you know that you can not only order from More Beer online at morebeer.com and receive free shipping on most orders over $59, but you can also shop in person at their two retail locations located in Concord and Riverside, California. In fact, the Concord facility has grown to over 15,000 square feet to fit all the new products, expanded showroom, and new knowledge center classroom. And now, in conjunction with the Brewing Network, More Beer is making it easier than ever to keep up on what's happening. Download the More Beer Monthly Podcast by clicking podcast at morebeer.com. You'll learn about More Beer's history, sales and discounts on More Beer products, get to know team members, and hear ways to save you money. They're also launching a brand new website soon with more features and a better online shopping experience. So go to morebeer.com or call 800-600-0033. That's 800-600-0033. Life is too short to drink This is 
Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network, saving your life one beer at a time. Missed it, JP. I had to pick it up for oh, you, man. Dang. Damn it. Running late. You're stumbling over all the cords in here. Yeah, yeah, sorry. All right, we're back on the program, and I should have Chris Lapierre on the line. We'll get to that in just a second. And I am seeing your questions come through now, so I will uh, get to those. I'll do it after the interview. I don't want to make Chris have to wait through that stuff. So um, if you have questions, send them in. If you have questions for Chris Lapierre of Iron Hill Brewery, about to jump on the line here with us, you can go to the chat room by hitting the Chat Now button on our homepage, or you can call 888-401-BEER, and you'll be able to talk to us that way. Let's see if we've got Chris here. Chris, are you with us? I am. How are you, my friend? I'm well. How about yourself? We're doing all right. Hey, thanks for doing a little last-minute interview with us. I appreciate that. Oh, my pleasure. We had a cancellation and saw you guys pouring at the, uh, well, one of your locations anyway, was pouring at the Celebrator 20th anniversary party the other day, weren't they? Wasn't Iron Hill there? No, that's Iron Springs. We did, I thought, we did right. send something out. I'm not oh. sure which location it was. Uh, I know it was not Westchester. I had Iron Hill some point in that weekend. Maybe it wasn't that Celebrator, but I... Um, had in your head. There was some Iron Hill going on. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, yeah, well, really happy to be able to talk to you. And especially because I got an email this week. Uh, someone was uh, bitching at us about how uh, they were really happy that we get brewers from almost everywhere. And the place that we haven't gotten a brewer from is Philly and Pennsylvania. And he was real angry about that because it's kind of a beer mecca out there. So he sent me this two-page list of all the different guests that we're supposed to get on from Philly. And, uh, hey, Chris, you were on that list, so I don't know if that makes you feel good. but uh... Oh, definitely. <laughs> cool. on page one or two. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was on the first page. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, you are now the head brewer for uh, which location of, of Iron Hill? The Westchester location. Westchester. Okay, fantastic. And you guys got a lot of good stuff going on. You just had a Belgian beer festival out there, right? Exactly. It was a second year of a festival we called Belgium Comes to Westchester, which was, uh, the name is obviously stolen from Belgium Comes to Cooperstown. Very nice. But it's, uh, basically it's all locally made Belgian beer. It's all, so, um, Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey, uh, made Belgian, Belgian style beers. So we had 12 guest brewer, uh, 12 guest breweries in there and a total of 20 locally made Belgian beers on tap at the same time. That's a lot of local Belgian beers, 20 different ones. It, uh, it was well. Philadelphia is filled with it, like you said. It's you know, there's there's a lot of good brewing going on in the area. Yeah. Is there something um, in particular about the area and Belgian beer that that makes it so popular? Uh, I'm not exactly sure what what caused it. I mean, it all probably started happening around 15 years ago. Or so there was a uh, one little restaurant called Bridges in the Art Museum area that was serving Belgian beer. It's, where I had my first sour beer, uh, where I had my first, uh, a lot of Belgian beers. And then, of course, there's a gentleman named Tom Peters, who is a general manager of a restaurant in Copa 2. That was the first restaurant in the country to have Quack on tap. Oh. And uh, a number of other great beers, who Tom eventually left Copa 2 and went on to open his own place called Monk's Cafe, which 
uh, most people know about. It's uh, oh, yeah. quite quite a few Belgian beers and beers in general that happen there. Yeah, that's uh, kind of an iconic place out there. Have any of you in the studio here ever been to Monk's? Cafe out there? No, I've heard about it. You have, JP? Yeah, I've been there once. I've heard nothing but good things about that it's place. It's great. It's really, really small, uh, but they have a lot of beer. They actually have their own sour beer. Wow. That gets contract brewed for them out in Belgium. And you can find it here every once in a while in the bottle. Okay. Yeah. All but right. it's, it's, it's a really good place. Okay. And then coming up, you guys have, what is this Philly Beer Week going on out there? Uh, it's actually, well, it's a bit of a misnomer. It's actually a Philly uh Beer ten days or eleven days, something like that. Even but better, uh, yeah. But it doesn't sound as good as week. It's an imperial week, you know. Exactly, an imperial week. Yeah. Uh, bigger than, much bigger than a metric week. But <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, exactly. it's ten days of uh, beer festivals, beer classes, tastings, dinners. Uh, not just dinners, but breakfast, brunches, uh, just a whole bunch of different beer events going on all during the week. It's an oxymoron. Which part? Imperial week. Yeah. <laughs> now it is. Is this a really popular event out there? I mean, does the place kind of go crazy for 10 days? Well, this is the first time that we've ever done it. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll uh, I'll let you know in in the March, I guess. Okay. Yeah, because someone (laughs) had... If you look on their website, there's a sillybeerweek.com. I believe it's dot com. Okay, and uh, they have a list, a calendar of the events, and it's it's really pretty impressive you know, the number of events that have been put together for the for the ten days. That sounds pretty cool. We have, uh, I mean, we just got done with our beer palooza. That's a week we have here every year, and it's got uh, I think three or four events in it, um, maybe five. Uh, so that one, you guys sound like you got a pretty full one. Uh, what is it? Where? What's the website people can go to? It's Philly Beer Week, and I believe it's .com. Okay, cool. So you can it check could that. be .org, but I'm 90% sure it's .com. All right, you can check all that. All right, let's find out a little bit about you, Chris, because I know that you were an avid uh, home brewer and uh, turned professional. You want to tell us a little bit about your brewing history? Uh, sure. Yeah, like most of us, I got I got started as a home brewer. Um, I was doing a summer semester at uh, Syracuse University, where there's not a whole lot going on in the summertime. So I needed a hobby. I was and you know, I chose home brewing. Drinking. And when I graduated from college, I was still planning on being a journalist, which is what I went to school for. But uh, I've been in the restaurant industry since I was 15, so I got a job in a brew pub. Sending bar while I was sending out my resumes, and I thought it'd be cool to work in a in a brew pub since I was brewing. And then I just kind of got uh, got sucked into it from there. Started volunteering time in the brewery, and eventually became the assistant brewer, and and uh, it all kind of snowballed. Then I stopped sending out journalism resumes. Is that right? So you just had found a new love, and uh, journalism went by the wayside. Yeah, I think I'm too lazy to be a journalist. (laughs) (laughs) You are definitely meant to be a brewer if you're a little bit lazy. Absolutely. Seems to be the M.O. around here. Got to be a little lazy. Not all the time. No, not like during the brew process, but before and everything, after. Er, everything else. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not even just laziness, but stress. It's a very, you know, it's something that I don't know too many brewers that don't enjoy their jobs. So it's really yeah. fun to go to work every morning. That's great. See, everyone, everyone wants that. Everyone wants a job that they enjoy waking up for. Chad, do you enjoy waking up and going to your job? Not really. You don't. Not Selling really. medical equipment is yeah. your dream <laughs> job. Get off on that, really. No. <laughs> it's not your thing yet. All right. Uh, you used to brew for Harp, uh, Harpoon Brewery also, huh? I did. I spent uh, about four years up in Boston doing for, like you said, Harpoon Brewery. I was uh, one of the staff brewers there. So no. a whole different world from the brew pub. Uh, production brewing is very different, so it was good, a really good experience for me. Tell me a little bit about that, because they are a huge brewery, so you're brewing a whole lot of beer there. It Was it just as interesting and just as fun, or it, it, you know, what's the, di- what's the main difference? 
Uh, I, I find I have a lot more fun in the brew pub. I feel a little bit more like a chef and a little bit less like a factory worker. Okay. You know, it, um, dude, when you're in production brewing, you tend to stick to one small part of the brewing process and focus on it for, you know, months at a time. So I would go in and I would do nothing but filter beer for six months straight oh. or just uh, produce work for six months straight. But uh, one thing that did keep it interesting is that there's a lot of technology and there's a lot of uh, equipment that you get to use in a production brewery that you really don't have an opportunity to use as a, as a brew pub brewer. Okay. And as, then how did you end up with Iron Hill? Um, well, actually, I got laid off from the Harpoon when they expanded. <laughs> we oh, got a uh, fully automated brew house that was twice the size that uh, came with a you know human cost, I guess. Ah. And I'd actually been looking to move back to Philadelphia for a while. I, um, as much as I enjoyed my time in Boston, Philadelphia is definitely home to me. Okay. And uh, I heard about uh, the job at Iron Hill through other friends in the brewing industry. Uh, Phil, you've got a very tight uh, brewing community and really not at all competitive and really kind of help each other out when they can. So I uh, just happened to be friends that were working for a yards brewery in Philadelphia that gave me a call and said, hey, you know, I heard that Iron Hill's looking. So that was the uh, connection. Also, coincidentally, I had, um, Harpoon had sent me to school to Siegel Institute in Chicago, ah. and two of the brewers for Iron Hill happened to be in the room downstairs for me, and uh, we hung out the whole uh, two weeks that we were in Chicago together, so I already knew a couple of people in the company. Okay. That always helps, the who you know factor. Um, and that was my next question for you, too, uh, about formal education. Is uh, is Siebel the only formal education you've had with this? Uh, no, I just recently co- completed the American Brewers. Okay. Um, the, the Science and Engineering course. So it was a six-month correspondence course. I see. That, the, uh, yeah, the facility for Bob. So, brewing as long as you have, tell me why you'd go back and do a course like that now. Uh, well, there's certainly a lot to learn. I mean, really, I think there's a, there's no substitute for hands-on learning. If I were to hire a brewer and there was somebody that had been brewing for five years and, and you know, had, uh, you know, like a high school degree or, you know, high school education, or I spoke to somebody that had a chemistry degree or, or a degree from UC Davis or one of the brewing programs but had never really had any hands-on work, I would definitely want to go with the person that had actually worked in breweries. Okay. But uh, once you get to a point where you're comfortable in the brewery and going through the process, it really helps to learn some of the science behind it. Okay. It's, uh, when, when things go wrong is when, um, when it's good to know some of the science behind the nuts and bolts. All right. Have you come back from that course and and found yourself making changes to your beer and your recipe or your water or anything like that? Uh, definitely. We've uh, Iron Hill's always growing. You know, we just opened up a new location. We're up to seven now, and and the more we grow, the more we're looking to get better and more efficient. So there, we we've done a number of different things uh, in the brewery that. that Probably were a result of, of some of the things that we've learned. We're looking at some of the things like our matching programs. Um, we actually just started doing some high gravity brewing with our light lager, which has uh, made things a lot more efficient. Basically, you make a really concentrated wort and then liquor it down before fermentation. Oh, that's an interesting. So, some of the things that we, we've done were definitely uh, it helped to have a little bit of the science background to, to know how to how to go about doing that and making those changes. How long did it take you to tweak that? So you could you know, basically get that down to where you're consistent. Uh, well, it was, to tell you the truth, uh, it was kind of instant because uh, the nice thing about high gravity brewing is that you always hit your gravity right on. You know, I'm sure every 
proof up brewer and, and home brewer knows that you're going to have a little bit of inconsistency with your gravities and you get really excited when you get a really good gravity and yeah. a little bit bummed out when you don't get the efficiency that you want with high gravity brewing uh you you can compensate for a particularly efficient or inefficient runoff by adding the right amount of uh liquor back to it so it actually made the made the product a lot more consistent. Yeah, did you, did you get out of it what you're expecting first time around? I mean, I uh, it's not something oh, I've definitely. done yet. I'd like to try that, and I haven't done that. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is consistent. I mean, there are a couple things that you're going to wonder about, like your your hop utilization is going to change uh-huh. when you have a higher gravity work. There's just you know, more more solids to get into solution and more things to get in the way of your hops getting into solution. But again, with a with a light lager that we were doing, there isn't a whole lot of uh, you know bitterness or a whole lot of hop character to begin with. So yes. that wasn't an issue. Uh, the other thing is that we liquor it down before fermentation, and if you if you were to liquor it down after fermentation, that'd probably be a whole different story. Well, that, that's what I thought you were doing. I mm-hmm. thought you're were, you, no, because no, we actually we uh, we knock out the, the high gravity word into the fermenter. And then we immediately follow it with uh, chilled, you know, boil some liquor water and then chill it and send it in there. I usually do it because of, you know, space. And uh, right. I didn't know you, right. you obviously, uh, production, warp production is one, one space problem, but then you have a fermentation space problem. And from, from what you're saying, you have, you have more more, pro- more uh, ease with your fermentation vessels. So, Right. For us, it was more of a labor thing. Than anything else, for most production breweries, you're right. Like at Harpoon, we would brew a high gravity batch, and then we would liquor it down, but only by like ten percent or so, and that was post fermentation. At Iron Hill, we're liquoring it down by almost fifty percent as pre fermentation. Wow! And so space wasn't really as much of an issue as labor was, and uh, that's always going to be the case. You know, it takes uh, any home brewer knows that it, it still takes six or seven hours, even if you're only brewing five gallons. So it takes the same amount of man hours to make a 300 gallon batch as it does to make a you know 30,000 gallon batch. So brew pubs, because they're brewing such small batches, a, a much more significant amount of the cost of that beer is going to be labor. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, isn't that the process of the of the big three too? Aren't they making a high gravity wort and then watering it down? Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think they ferment. I think they ferment first and then water it, and then that. water it. Yeah. So what's Which I thought that's what he was doing too. What's the difference there? Why is it different to add, you know, to dilute before or after? What happens? Well, the advantage of diluting after is um, is again just more efficiency because you only need to have a, a tank that's ninety percent or eighty percent of the size of what you would normally need to have. So you can have a bigger bright tank okay. and a smaller fermenter. Right. Um, and I guess you know disadvantage, which is not really disadvantage once you want to dial it in, but the gravity is going to affect the fermentation profile. You know, the, the yeast might get a little bit stressed out because there's more osmotic pressure on it yeah. in the beginning, and um, just higher gravity works and there's a higher uh, ester production with higher gravity brews. Okay, so it almost sounds like it's uh, easier for you to adjust the flavor profile by adding water earlier. But maybe it would be. Right, exactly. There wasn't even an issue as far as uh, the beer with that yeah. It probably would have been a little bit more of an issue if we had on a small liquored it down post yeah. On a small scale, too, uh, the, your customers aren't going to care if it's going to taste a little bit different each time. Yeah. That's just the nature of the beast with, with the big, big brewers. Uh, they t- tend to get off a little bit on the flavor, and it's a little bit different. That yeah. don't taste like my bud right there. There's something wrong with this can. This must be the new bud. Yeah. And then they're going to have problems with the, uh, you know, 
retention of drinkers yeah. of, of their brand. Right. Now, would you do Although this? this? This product, if any, is probably the most important for us to keep consistent because it is our light lager. So yeah. it's, um, you know, it's, we, we, it's kind of the beer that's uh, the big seller among our, our mainstream guests. Okay. Or guests that aren't necessarily beer people that are just coming in for food. It's your gateway And that's beer. kind of uh, largely how we, you know, make money so that we can do some of the more really interesting stuff that we don't make any money off of, some of the bourbon aging beers and the wild fermentations and everything. Okay. Now, Doc, you would do this as a home brewer just to give it a shot? I like experiment. Yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. Just to give it a shot. Yeah. Because you, I've had your light lager before. You make a good one already. But this would just be just a way to change it up and see. Yeah, some, something else to do in the brew house. Yeah, uh, you know, it keeps it fresh, and you know, I could just be in there brewing the same thing all the time. And sure, it like you said, eight hours is eight hours. Yeah, I must look forward to trying something new and see how it turns out. Can only listen to so many Grateful Dead shows. Exactly. You know? Well, you can. You can keep listening. <laughs> That's a lie, man. The dead will never die. <laughs> yeah. Tasty, have you ever done this uh, kind of brewing before? Yeah, I did in high gravity. Uh, uh, Bohemian Pilsner. Okay. did an Imperial Pilsner uh, like early summertime, and then when I have like uh, outdoor drinking events, I'll blend it with water, with carbonated water. <laughs> oh, really? And, outdoor drinking uh, events. I don't worry too much about the oxygen because we're drinking all that day. Why will you blend it with carbonate? Because it'll, so the, so it'll water it down. I yeah, see. it waters it down. So I take this like 6.5% beer and make this like 4% beer. I see. We did it on the golf course that day. We, we, we played golf. Oh, that was your light lot that you had done it that, that way? That was the blended beer. Yeah. That was good. My game was good that day, too, so it must have worked. Yeah, we, nobody got too up, up here, you thought you were drinking all day. But <laughs> yeah, but my liver You could still mow the lawn after that. All right. <laughs> all right, you want to tell us about some of the other beers that you brew there, Chris? Because you guys, i got a list here of a whole bunch. I want to hear about the, the barrel-aged stuff. Yeah, I've got a couple of uh, lists here about your barrel-aging stuff. Some of the, I want to know about some of the funky uh, sour stuff you're doing, too. But a lot of different kind of beers you're doing. Oh, definitely. It's one of the nice things about the brew pubs is the, the variety that you get to do. So, and, and I know we have our six house beers that are the same in every single location, and then we have, you know, two or three or four tap handles for the the seasonal beers, which is where the individual locations get to do whatever they want. You know. Okay. And we we've done a number um, number of barrel aged things, uh, you know, a lot of bourbon barrel aged beers. So mostly it, it's been so far fairly high gravity dark beers. That work really nicely with the barrel aging, uh, Russian Imperial Stouts, uh, Baltic Porters, Double Box, and then we've gotten into a little bit of uh, wine barrel aging as well. Some Chardonnay barrels and Merlot barrels for things like uh, quadruples and triples. Wow! And uh, and then we've actually just two days two days ago bottled our second run of uh, Lambic style beers. So uh, it was cultured up a, a bacteria culture cultured up from the Cantillon bottle. Oh, good choice. Uh, that we had sitting in oak for about three years before uh, before we released it. How did that come out? came out great. It actually, uh, that was uh, Bob and Media that, that brewed those beers. Okay. And he's won a couple gold medals, both at the Great American Beer Fest and the World Beer Cup for his uh, Creek and Frambois. Oh, that's great. And you said that's only, did you say that's your first or second attempt at that? We we just bottled our second run of it. Okay. In uh, in about five years. Wow. So they're allowing you. That's pretty cool. They're allowing you to uh, uh, sit on beer like that. You know, just use up space and 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 make beer and then wait to be able to. I mean, you had to sit on that for a while before you can actually sell it. 
Yep, yeah, they're very good people to work for, and they, you know, I tell the staff that all the time. Or you know, our, our restaurant staff, I'm like, this is pretty rare for owners not to want to see an immediate return on what you spent the money for. You know, there are not too many places that let you spend the money in labor and in barrels and ingredients, and then not see a profit on it for for three years down the line. Yeah, I'm sure they're looking like, at. Uh, it. I've never been told that I couldn't do anything so far. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure that they're thinking. You know, as a business owner myself, you want to keep your your prime staff happy. Yeah. And if you were just back in the production brewing thing, you'd be long gone. So right, right. You got to treat. You. It keeps our customers pretty happy as well. It's you know, when that three years is up and we release those, it's a pretty big event. I'm looking through some of the names of these beers. They got good names, Doc. Uh, the Quad Father. <laughs> That's an awesome name, man. Uh, the beer you can't refuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it needs a favor, and you have to do it. Uh, cannibalistic. Maybe the other one we were going to say is uh, take the uh, take the take the beer, leave the gun. <laughs> That's a good idea. You got to put that stuff. Is, are, are these all just on draft? That I'm looking. They are. At? Yeah. They are. Okay. Uh, the the quad will probably wind up in a bottle at some point. I'm okay. Guessing. We we did start a hand bottle, like 750 milliliter hand-bottled beers about two years ago, and that one hasn't made it into a bottle yet, but I, I bet it will eventually. Cool. Uh, cannibalistic, that's another one. Right. That's uh, There's a, another beer that I made called The Cannibal, Okay. and that did pretty well for us as well. It got a gold medal at the Great American Beer Fest and a silver at the World Beer Cup. And it's uh, it's actually named after a cyclist named Eddie Merckx, one of the great Belgian widely regarded as the best cyclist in history so it's kind of a tribute to him and cannibalistic is kind of a, an even bigger version of cannibal with a lot of american dry hops in it i thought that steroid guy was the best cyclist in history lance <laughs> i thought he was lance armstrong yeah. was a natural athlete <laughs> how dare you how dare you <laughs> sorry jp yeah would you have to call him something like uh, one ball <laughs> old one nut yeah yeah, that he has an unfair advantage to a cycler who has to sit on both of his nuts. He only had I one. <laughs> I think that was. You see a lot of cyclists. I think having you know maybe like one of their kidneys and one of their testicles removed for, yeah. for the weight savings. You're gonna make a trend here. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Oh, they're they're gonna outlaw it in cycling. You have to have two testes <laughs> just to go. Two get, get one of those silicone ones. I wonder if see, if he had the left one removed. I wonder if he does better on right turns because it kind of balances them. <laughs> The counterweight. It's a good question, Jason. What's that uphill? Let's get him on weight on the uphill. Yeah, let's get him on and ask him. Yeah, I'm also looking through um, uh, some of your beer descriptions. So, for example, your golden barley wine, and you know you'll put um, chat this all from the the website, I assume. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool. You put the OG of the beers and the and the color. uh, You know, you'll put the SRM in there, the IBUs, the alcohol content on your golden barley wine. For example, when it gets to IBUs, it just says maxed out. Uh, is that because see now when I read that I'm I'm thinking about giving you props because there's a threshold where you can't taste anymore anyway yeah. so that number that all the other breweries put there it doesn't mean anything yeah, and we beer geeks know better yeah so I is that why you put maxed out yeah well part of the reason is a human threshold and uh, the other part of the reason is you know having worked in a brewery where we had a, a spectrophotometer that could actually measure international bittering units. You realize how far off a lot of these breweries are. Like you, you really can't get more than a hundred IBUs into a, a, you know, a decent gravity beer. It just they, they just won't fit. You know, it's about 
how many solids will, will dissolve into a liquid. And there's really no such thing as 115 IBUs or, or whatever a lot of people advertise. Okay. And then even beyond that, you know, a lot of times, even if you're your ProMash or your Excel spreadsheet or whatever you're using to calculate your IBUs tells you that you're putting 90 BUs or 80 BUs into a beer, there's a good chance that a lot of those BUs aren't actually making it into the beer. You know, once you get into a high-grade beer, it's just hard to get them to dissolve. And I've seen people who thought that they had, you know, 90 BUs in a beer run it through a spectrophotometer find out that it had like 65 so i see you know it, it calculated that beer calculated out to be around 90 or 100 bu's but i, I know there's no way that much um, bitterness made it into a, a beer of that gravity so i'd rather not even speculate yeah basically i got as much bitterness as i could into a beer of that gravity and i leave it at that so when you're uh, listing these will you not list anything above 90 or 100 ibu's I, I guess so. I guess that's kind of my thought. Um, I'm not really sure I've done any other beers that were much higher than than 70. You know, if my spreadsheet calculates out a pilsner to be 30 or 40 BUs, I could be pretty comfortable that it's going to be somewhere in the range. But okay. you know, I just didn't want to put a number on that I'm almost positive. You know, it can't be true. Right. But you're right. You know, I might be surprised. Even if we sent our IPA to a lab somewhere and had a test, it, it could be very possible that it's, you know, five BUs less than what's listed. Yeah. Well, that's uh, no one's going to notice that or care about that anyway, are we? Right, or, right. Well, most of this stuff... Like you said, the human threshold is a big part of it as well. Once you get above 80, 70, 80 BUs, you know, the, your tongue can't tell the difference anyway. It's just really bitter. Yeah. I applaud any of these places that start, you know, they put the SRM, the IBUs, all that kind of stuff, because I just, I love that. I love to know what's going on there, but how much your audience are you really reaching? But yeah, I'm, I'm just so thankful when I see that kind of stuff. Of course, when I asked yeah, anybody... I think Rogue was the first party that I yeah. ever noticed doing something like that. Oh, I was impressed, too, you know, as a as a homebrewer to see that they put all the, the beer geek information right there in the bottle. It was really kind of neat. Did you try to ask anybody that's uh, working there anything about that? It's, you, know, you see their eyes glaze over. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, give me one. Right. All right, uh, Chris, i got to take a quick break. And um, we kind of glossed over the barrel aging. So if you wouldn't mind, maybe we can come back and talk about some of your techniques for, for doing that. Yeah, Absolutely. Great. Okay. You can talk to us about what, just what kind of barrels you're using and how long and what beers it's good for, all of that. So we'll do that with Chris when we come back. Uh, stick with us. We've got uh, Chris LaPierre from Iron Hill Brewery here with us. And uh, he's a good guy. came out the last minute for us to give us an interview, and we appreciate it. So stick with us when we come back. More from Chris. Hang in there. Listening to the Brewcasters. the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. It's the hop shortage. No, not the organic, free-range, oyster Russian imperial coffee stout. It's all gone. We'll never brew again. Damn this hop shortage. Damn it to hell. Oi. Away off your wee f***ing hop shortage, f***. Who are you? A f***ing Scottish 80 shilling, and you cannot brew a Scottish 80 shilling like you was mixing f***ing cement with f***ing hops instead of gravel, you great f***ing ass. 
Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint, like the bloodthirsty and abusive Scottish 80 shilling. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kits, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. My Lambic! It'll only f***ing help it. around what's that sound the voice of the brewing underground i rush home what's with the abacast stream god damn it's almost time why don't you work fucking thing it's 502 i reboot ass at itunes i hope justin made the free fm commute i'm on thank god not a moment too soon holy shit i just got booted out of the chat room i won't rack motherfucker when you do your risk and oh two i'll hail the pump of jay-z do like i told you do what he said well okay at least mostly and hit that fucking whirlpool viger roast sometimes i don't and I won't bitch more than a little bitch Vile of that sweet shit that likes like that arrow bitch Damn, my east will not groove And fucking booze being rude Boom, that goes to blow off dude And fuck this old chat room I want out, Justin Chef That goes my chocolate stout And I never wanna hear the word run high skip about I give up 50G, why don't you push eject me? I'm screaming Gucci when D pushes me off the screen. Jamil, JP, Johnny G, I can't think, I can't think, but then I hear Doc's little voice in my ear screaming, drink, motherfucker, drink, motherfucker, drink. The BN. Got me going for a silver or gold. The BN. But do I bitch warm or cold? The BN. Crew, get unrefined. The Bruin Network. Five safe, five gallons at a time. The BN. Got me going for a silver or gold. The BN. I need some TBN Bach, but a shock is always holding his stock. Tick tock, the visa's unlocked. Sean, knock, knock, dock. Can you walk the walk? Pull out an airlock. A cock in his world flock. There's no my box. Into the mash goes a butt crack like a true breeder. It's that for pale ale, my man, Boogita. Flew for you, beer nerds. That's how as you just heard. The only man I know whose name is a cuss word. Come hang with Jays. I'm a Justin Haggerty. And no one understands a word Daniela says. Either biscuit, the pit bull, or code right in full. Sniff your crack if you got the Jane hat, dude. Line Excel, where's my hat? Go get pound mat, bet trans is a low fat and lets me some grab ass. And what about Crotch Rock? He's more than just down the block. And then there's homegrown cops, he's missing just like us. No, I don't know, I can't see, I can't see, but then I hear Doc's little voice in my ear screaming, Who's gonna be out in the desert with me? The BN. Got me going for a silver or a gold. The BN. But do I bitch warm or cold? The BN. You wrote another verse of the song Hell yeah, about a shun Beneath C, come like to find me I'm talking about the way your funk Makes me call thee Why, bros, come on, Chris Go ahead and ship me a vibe Of the sweet little hoes That's a big fat red head It must be Sean O'Fett Or it could be Roger's ass smacked I'm a hit that this Bitch, a flying donkey fist Calling K's a shit Downtown that scientist Drizzle, bizzle, my man Chris Graham Next to Morgan I hope A-L-N-D Proves to be hot Damn, damn Sean Pat it's Gordon, come a Dan I'm taller than you, both lying down Just don't stand Down we go, please don't cry Although we're gonna rock a 
fucking roof right off this beat show. The end. Got me going for a silver or gold. The beat. But do my bitch form a cold. The beat. Groove get unrefined. The Bruin Network. I'm saving five gallons at a time. The beat. Got me going for a silver or gold. The beat. You don't know the bitch form a cold. The beat. Groove get unrefined. The Bruin Network. I'm saving five gallons at a time. Stay and drink, motherfucker. Drink, motherfucker. I could have mixed it with chocolate and vagina. It still wouldn't help. Drink! Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program. We are talking to Chris LaPierre from Iron Hill Brewery, the Westchester location out of... uh Pennsylvania there. Chris, you still with us? I am. All right. Good, good, good. good. Did you get another beer? Yep, definitely. Good. <laughs> That's very important. Yeah, uh, Sly Fox Dunkel Lager right now. What are you drinking? Sorry? Uh, Sly Fox Dunkel Lager. Dunkel uh, Lager. Nice. You know, he kind of sounded like Chad when he said that. Yep, definitely. Definitely drinking. <laughs> Chad's the only guy I know who uses the word definitely. Yeah. Uh, you can go to ironhillbrewery.com if you want to check it out, and then you can just click on the Westchester location and get to uh, uh, Chris's site there, who's who we're talking to. Um, ironhillbrewery.com, you can check it out. All right, I wanted to talk a little bit of barrel aging stuff with you and the barrel beers that you do. What are the different ones that you guys are brewing there? Uh, you mean as far as the bourbon specifically, or are you talking about some of the um, the wild beers that we're doing in, in barrels? Well, maybe we should start with the bourbon, and then we can talk about the wild stuff afterward. Okay. Yeah, yeah sounds good. Uh, again, mostly we started off doing mostly dark roasty beers in the bourbon barrels. We've um, our pig iron porter, which is one of our house beers, is something that winds up in barrels a lot because we're always brewing it and we always have it. And then we started putting some of our, our bigger, sweeter, maltier beers uh, in barrels. There's a Russian Imperial Stout, uh, Baltic Porter, which actually won, won us a uh, bronze medal at the 2006 uh, GABF, I think. Congratulations. It's called uh, Bourbon Ivan is why we named it. Okay. And then uh, even even things like barley wines. And when we first put a barley wine in a bourbon barrel, I, I wasn't about it. I, was, I thought it was going to be just over the top too much and, and wound up tasting really, really nice. Okay. So are you uh, solely fermenting out first and then just aging in the barrels? Are you doing Exactly. That? We'll just pull off uh, you know one barrel, which is in, in barrels is 1.6 barrels, into the barrel from the, from the fermenter. Okay. There. Sometimes we'll do two barrels out of a batch, but we've never done an entire batch of all bourbon aged beers. I see. See, that's kind of, you know, I think that's the way to do it, too. As a homebrewer, I guess if you're brewing 10 gallons, it's kind of right. cool. You can do five regular and five that you're aging on oak, however you're doing it. Um, it's good to be able to taste the difference and to have a control, I think, too, right? Yeah. Um, uh, t- what have you found about um, aging in in bourbon barrels in terms of you know too much flavor, too little flavor? Of you, is there are there any rules of thumb that you can give us as far as time spent and 
how strong the barrel is, anything like that. Or used barrels versus you know you, the brand new barrels you get right from the distillery. Yeah. Right. We we pretty much all use uh, one time one time use barrels. Okay. There have been a couple times where I've aged, I've taken beer out of a barrel and put beer right back into it, and you have to leave it in the barrel for significantly longer in order to get any of the character out of it. Ah. And also at that point, you're probably going to get a little bit less bourbon character and a little bit more wood character by by leaving it in there. You still will get a little bit of a oak character. Okay. Um, most of the time, we put it in there. We, we leave it in for about three months, and I can't say it's been very often that we've—I've uh, ever had a beer that was just too much bourbon character. Um, and, and if there ever is, and there's always blending, which is one of the nice things again about using our, our pig iron porter as a house beer. Yeah. If we ever did have one, and we're like, oh, it's a little bit too much bourbon character, then the chances are we have another batch of uh, of the porter somewhere in the brewery. That's that a good blend into it. See, I have had beers with way too much of that bourbon. Character. Do you have too much wood before? I've had too much wood. Uh, just too much of that. I, I have a feeling that um, every now and then when you get that where it just tastes like bourbon, Yeah. I think some people cheat a little bit and will sometimes add a little bit of uh, ah. actual bourbon Actual to bourbon, the beer. yeah. Right. Right. And ah. that's something that we, uh, we've never done. Well, what about the puddle of bourbon that's usually in that barrel when you get the one-time use uh, uh, barrel? Do you leave that in there? We don't, you know, we don't usually get too much bourbon in them. They're, you know, they're pretty thrifty about it. They're, okay. They want to make their profit off of it. And trust me, I've tried turning one of those barrels upside down to see what I can get out. Hey, you, you mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his tongue up the bung? And <laughs> <laughs> my assistants, you know, hold it and shake it. And, but, yeah, uh, yeah, I wasn't able to get it. They don't, they don't usually leave us with too much. Okay. Yeah, maybe you're right. That's when I'm getting that real strong bourbon flavor. People are just dumping a little in there. I like the the bourbon is when it gets to be uh, too much oak. Yeah, I think that gets to be to me. That's a little overpowering. Okay, I mean, it's too mm. much, and especially with the newer barrels or a brand new barrel, especially it's just all sure. oak all the time. I would. Oh think, yeah, I, I would can't even. We've never used like a completely virgin barrel. I can't imagine what that would do for the beer. It seems like a lot of lot of wood. Yeah. I would think that even a one-time use barrel would uh, still have a lot of oak yeah, I would character too. left in it, though. A lot of wood character, or a lot of bourbon character, no, a lot of a lot oak, of wood, wood character, yeah. wood, yeah, right, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a lot of these are you know four or five, eight-year-old bourbons, and over that time, I think that that you know the bourbon actually sucks up quite a bit of the wood character. But you're right; there's definitely more wood character left in a bourbon barrel hmm. than there is in something like a wine barrel, because the wine barrels. They'll use over and over and over again. Yeah, until they strip With a bourbon barrel, it's, it's actually a law that you can only use it once. Oh, is that right? Yeah. A bourbon yep. bourbon's a, is a law one time. Why? That's it probably, it probably started pro- off as, Cooper's a, union, as a union probably. law. Ah, okay. But you know, what, it's probably about protecting Cooper's labor yeah. you know, originally. And, uh, the, the Scotch but, uh, love that. Because that's where they buy all their barrels for scotch. Exactly. And tequila surprised me. Um, uh, tequila users will actually use, use bourbon barrels. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't realized that. Yeah, I definitely didn't know that there was a law about using it one time. One time for wow. bourbon. Yeah. Well, I think I think specifically the law means when it says straight Kentucky bourbon or straight bourbon. Ah, okay. That's what the straight means is that it's only used once. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think it has to, if it can be called bourbon. But uh, really, but there's definitely I've, a, there's, I've heard both. There's definitely a law there. So if it's gay bourbon, mm-hmm. they're allowed to use it twice. It's just the straight bourbon. A lot of times, it's yeah. <laughs> just allowed to be well used. <laughs> JP, I can't believe you didn't pick up on that. By the way, 
I did. I didn't want to, you know. <laughs> didn't want to trample wanna on anybody. Soil the conversation. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm picking my battles. All right, I'm going to do it for you today. So, do you I'm have in, a, I'm in that mood, a so. certain distillery that you pretty much contract with, or uh, do you find that uh, different bourbon barrels uh, give you different characters? Uh, there, there are two that we've used, and um, I haven't noticed necessarily one that was better or worse. But the the one that we're currently using, I think we get a little bit more bourbon character out of it in a shorter period of time. Um, we we were using bean barrels for a while, and we were buying them, and then we uh, formed a relationship with Buffalo Trace uh, uh-huh. Story. They're the ones that make, uh, I believe, uh, blends. They make uh, Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare. Uh, Rip Van Winkle and Pappy Van Winkle, so really nice lineup. And basically, what I did is I just got on the phone and I started calling a bunch of uh, bourbon distilleries, and I, you know, got a hold of people and I said, "We've got seven restaurants, and we'll put your bourbon in all seven of our restaurants if you can hook us up with some barrels." So, ah. um, so we got that going with them, and they were really happy about it. You know, we advertised that we use them, and um, and then we've also, if, if they can't supply us, so if there's another distillery started using only because a good friend of ours from the industry left brewing and went into distilling and is now working for that and that's the uh, four roses distillery okay are you a bourbon person find, by nature uh am i i, I am it's the uh it's it's really the only thing i drink other than beer is once in a while tequila and uh and bourbon, I love bourbon. We, we've got a few brewers that just can't stand bourbon, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you're brewing all these bourbon beers. I was just wondering if you actually like bourbon. Well, it it sounds like it because the you know the the names of the bourbons you're kicking out aren't exactly you know lo- bottom shelf. Yeah, it's yeah. Not Kessler. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it doesn't come with a handle on it or in a plastic jug. It's I mean, there's some gl- good stuff. Yeah, man. it's yeah. behind that glass case. Yeah, you're an old crow or yeah. That's what I would use. I'm cheap like that. JP's bourbon. <laughs> I don't even. I th- I'm pretty sure that Old Crow starts in plastic. Is they don't even go to barrels. Aged in oak, thirty days. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, what do you do with the bourbon barrels after you're done? You see me go through them one time. That's good. That should be quite a few barrels that you're going through. Uh, some of them. The, the one that I used the second time had. I pretty much used up most of the bourbon character, I think, the second time I used it. Mm-hmm. And then I started using that as a as a fermenter. And uh, that's that's getting into the second topic I you know, asked you about, which is some of the fermentations, the wild beers that we're doing in there. Uh-huh. But most of the beers, to tell you the truth, I cut them, cut them in half, and I give them away to our mug club members for planters. Ah, nice. It's a good use for them. Yeah. Or a community beautification project. Absolutely. I have a couple of those myself. It's better than hitting the landfill. Yeah, that's true. Or the the fireplace. Yeah, they appreciate yeah. it too. I just send out an email saying anybody who wants a half a barrel, you know, barrel, come in and pick it up. Yeah, that's good. Now, have you ever, uh, you know, homebrewers a lot of times will use oak chips, right, to get that wood character. Obviously, not not a bourbon character unless we soak them in bourbon. Have you, are we'll you pour oh, bourbon in there? Yeah. Are you are you ever have you ever used chips instead of just you know actually using a barrel? Uh, I have, I have not quite as much at Iron Hill. Um, I, I actually started working at Dock Street Brewery, and there are a couple of our uh, products that we would <laughs> age with oak chips. We had a Thomas Jefferson Ale, which is a colonial beer recipe, mm-hmm. and figured out that you know the original beer is probably fermented in oak casks and definitely stored and shipped in oak. So we we did some uh, aging with oak chips. Okay. And um, at Iron Hill, I've used it never in a fermenter, but I've use it in a couple of firkins. If I decided I wanted to pull off a couple of firkins of cask condition versions of some of our beers, I'll put in a little uh, sachet of 
toasted oak chips. Okay. Yeah, because I think a lot of us can't, you know, we're not going to be getting barrels. No. Use the chip. Right. JP, haven't you done Even some... if you did get a barrel, you'd have to fill it up, which is a difficult part. Yeah. Our club's going to start uh, doing barrel things actually mm-hmm. really soon. Really? So, but it it is uh, hard. It, it's kind of like a collective thing. It has to be. Yeah. I could do it, but I, I'd have to do a double brew day. Yeah, to to make and you have to have a full barrel. You can't run with a half a barrel. Yeah, but when you do the group thing, how do you tell that jerk that makes bad beer that uh, doesn't know it that he's not allowed to put his beer in there? We have a panel that yeah. you have to be invited in. Ah. It, has to be, it has to run, run muster on the panel. Yeah, because uh, usually people, I'm afraid of people saying, oh, uh, I wouldn't drink it, but you can put it in the barrel." Yeah. Right. I, I want to stay away from that one. So, so is it safe to say that I I won't be able to put a beer in the in the barrel, Doc? Exactly. I give you fitty fitty. <laughs> that much? You're I'll, in a good mood. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I let I let you go on the tasting panel. I could go to the panel. You mean I could be on the panel, or no, I could I, put I, my put, beer? I'll let you put your beer on the panel. <laughs> Damn it! Trial by fire, man. You know, I'll have to give them hats or something. Hey, bribe the panel. Here's a hat. It, it'll now get you on the. You it'll, it'll get your beer on the panel. <laughs> That's it. All right. Uh, okay, well, how about talking a little bit about uh, sour? Yeah, some sour stuff. So it sounds like you're taking these one-time, um, you know, bourbon barrels that you've done a, a bourbon beer, and then starting to use them for your sour beers. Right. Well, that's a fairly fairly new thing that I've been doing. Uh, with the, the lambics that we did, we aged them and used wine barrels after it was all the way through the fermentation, but actually inoculated with a, a little bit more of the bacteria in the barrels. I, I started doing something where I'll do a the entire fermentation inside a, an oak barrel. So uh, I use a you use bourbon barrel, you use wine barrel, and just uh, made my first 100% bread beer in, in the barrels. Wow. How'd that go? And the, the nice thing about the, the oak is that it, it, you know, it's kind of a harbor for a lot of the black of used to live in. Brett really likes wood barrels as far as just kind of finding a home. No place to hide. And uh, the thing that I've learned about bread is that... Yeah. Too, too much oxygen in the bread will give it a kind of like a nail polishy sort of a character, okay. or acetone sort of character, but too little and it's just not healthy. And what I've been told is that the oak lets just the right amount of oxygen through to the to the bread. It's just permeable enough to whether enough oxygen in to keep it healthy, but not enough to, to oxidize the beer. Oh, that's a lucky fit, isn't it? So what yeah. we, what would we have to do, Doc, in a carboy or something? Would we have to you know pump in oxygen and? Hope that was enough. Use a plastic bucket. Yeah. Yeah, it's not long term. Yeah, I thought I was just reading in Jamil's book that uh, a plastic bucket is uh, it's okay, but it might let in too much, I, it, like yeah, Chris is talking about right. here. So, what, how would. Yeah, probably to be optimized, the whole thing, you're going to have to transfer. Uh, Auction for a while and then carboy for a while. So, plastic bucket for a few months and then move it yeah, over or something. Most people say that the plastic bucket is going to be too much. Yeah. Okay, and were you saying that your that you took your um, yeast from uh, Cantillon? Is that for for the, these barrels that you're talking about, Chris? That was for the project that was had done in media with the Lambics. Uh, okay. um, I can't remember what they fermented the batch through with uh, originally, what yeast strain it was, but then they cultured up a, a bacteria culture from the Cantillon bottle and spiked each of the barrels with it. Okay, thieves! I love it. It's good yeast right there. <laughs> Your mouth watering already. You know? <laughs> yeah, I need some Cantillon. Um, and so then, once you've inoculated a barrel like that, are you just using it over and over again? Because now it's not. Now it's exactly what you want, not spent. Is that right? Yeah, you know that's a good question. I uh, I would have to ask Bob again. This is only the second time that we've done it. And okay. 
He did save the, the barrels. That's what I've been doing with my Brett project is, it is I just take the beer out of it, keg it off, and send beer right back into it. Okay. Now, how did your 100% Brett beer come out? Have you, have you tasted that yet, or you've, you're, you're still aging that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really happy with it. It came out uh, came out very nicely. It's, uh, you know, pretty pretty tart, obviously. Yeah. And then plenty of the, you know, the funky character, the horse blanket, and uh, just like a real real sort of musty character. So it's a little bit like, you know, that little bit of bright character that you get from Morval, but, but a lot more of it. Okay. See, I you know, there's a lot of people who don't, and, and even sour beer brewers who don't like 100% Brett beers. Man, I love 100% Brett beers. That's exactly the kind of stinky funk that makes a beer good, I That's think. That's one of those beers you, you need to warm and in, educate people a little ahead of yeah. time before you throw it down. Yeah, you don't give it to throw. the youngsters. Or you just, you just don't think, here, try this one. It's a little different. No. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot different. And cool. as home brewers, if you're into that kind of thing, trying to emulate that and, and make a nice Brett beer, yeah, that's tough to do and... Uh, it's a great experiment. Yeah, you, have, you have to be you have to be careful with it too, especially in in a restaurant. Like we have to really make sure that our staff is educated and mm. make sure that they edu- educate our guests when they order the beer. Uh, yeah, you'd be sending a lot of beer back. I was gonna say, how many exactly. times does that beer get sent back in a day? You know? There's something wrong with this and beer. Not only, not only get sent back, but you know, possibly do irreparable damage to your rep- reputation. Oh, they're, yeah. serving, they're serving bad sour beer there. It's yeah, nasty. that's exactly. that's a, you know what? That's a good point. I hadn't thought about the word of mouth part of it. That people might not ask anything about it. They might order the beer, think it's awful, not say anything, and they'll leave. And they go tell their friends how awful the beer yeah. was. If something's bad, they'll tell ten people. If yeah. something's good, they'll tell one. But it's but it might have been the best like Brett beer in the right. area, and they just effed it up by not knowing that. That's a good point you make there, Chris. So you guys, you really talk to the staff and, and make sure that when somebody orders it, do they ask them, "Hey, do you know what you're ordering?" Exactly. I, I tell them to almost almost try to talk your guest out of it. Yeah. Yeah, just let them know yeah. that's really make, sour. Yeah. Are you familiar with the style? And, make know. them fill out an well, interview. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Make them fill out a little interview. Yeah, see if they're questionnaire. Exactly. See if they're worthy. It's <laughs> a good idea. We're also really good about dropping taste off. We never, you know, anybody who wants to taste any of our beers, we're more than happy to give them samples. So okay. I tell them, you know, drop drop off a sample of the beer before the person actually commits to it. Yeah, that's a good idea too. We've got one sitting over there that we we've had. What did you put in that, Chad? Our sour beer that's just been sitting for almost a year. Uh, lacto and um, some body parts and PDO and PDO. Yeah. You put both in there. Yes. You know what though? I don't think we properly aerated it. We just put it in the glass carboy and left it alone. Maybe we should have put it in plastic, huh? Yeah, maybe. Ah, uh, you're probably fine. Yeah, it'll be bad either way. Yeah, <laughs> is that what you mean, Doc? Yeah. Well, <laughs> didn't say anything. That is a good thing. <laughs> Talking to Jamil about uh, about how he's doing his sour beers now, he's letting them all r- he'd ride in glass all the way, all the way, because uh, you know it'll it'll. He says it'll it'll start to get sour earlier in the plastic, uh-huh. but the the flavors will develop more over time in the glass. But do we need to aerate like throughout? It's time in the glass. No, 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 just when you put it in, and then forget it. Just like another. Like no, I think it's, yeah. I think it's a pedio that doesn't like oxygen. Uh, yeah, it doesn't need. It's, it, it's right. hard to culture. Yeah, and things. So when you're when you're culturing up a bottle that has pedio in it and things, you're not going to get a good culture of pedio because of the oxygen in it. Okay, out of your of your uh, culture. So I wouldn't. Maybe we ought to try some, Chad. We should. 
maybe the racking cane right now. At the break, pull out a, a little <laughs> racking cane sample. Let's do it. Because we haven't tried it, and it's been a year, hasn't it? About, yeah. yeah. I think what happened was we brewed a beer, and we had some last runnings, didn't we? Some final runnings that we weren't putting into the out. kettle. Mm-hmm. So, And the gravity was still pretty decent. So we thought, well, there's all this liquid here. Instead of dumping it out this time, why don't we put it in something and throw a bunch of junk in there? So that was a year ago when your brewing techniques were all up to snuff. <laughs> my, you know, my brewing technique, techniques haven't changed at all <laughs> in the past year. I've been doing the same thing. My equipment has changed. I've gotten a larger kettle. Your equipment's gotten larger? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hear Chris getting another beer there, which I like to hear. What yeah, do you, you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I like hearing that. What are, you getting, what are you drinking now? Don't hide your shame, Chris. That's right. I'm drinking another, uh, another Sly Fox product. It's uh, Pikeland Pills. Okay. Now, it's right by a little brewery in uh, Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, and uh, my girlfriend's a rep for him, so I've got a stock full of their, their cans. He's probably wearing their shirt, too. Yeah. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you all caught up in the business there. The girlfriend's a rep at another brewery. and you're was, the- was she your girlfriend before she got the beer rep job? Uh, no, that's how I met her, just from the uh, you know the brewing community. Oh, so it's not all about beer to you. Yeah, so Chris makes a habit of uh, hitting on the ladies that come into the bar to sell beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah, that is good for you. I'd do the same thing. Yeah, it's nice you to be do the same thing. understands why I need to go out and drink beer for eight hours a day. It's part of the job. And exactly. It's, it's quality she under- control. She understands the research part of your position. Right. <laughs> well, of all the beers that you brew, and there's an awful lot of them, do you are there any in particular you want to talk about that are, are your favorite? You know that you have the most fun um, getting to experiment with and brew. Uh, I, I can't say I have a favorite. You know, it, it really depends on what you're eating, what the weather's like, all that stuff. Sure. Um, one thing that I really like that we do at Iron Hill, and, uh, and honestly on the East Coast in general, is uh, some of our are fairly balanced lagers and session beers in general. I think that, you know, there's there's obviously this huge debate going on now about the extreme beers versus the yeah. session beers, and and uh, I really do appreciate the, the session beers. I think they're often overlooked, and and lagers is also something that you don't see a lot of in, in a lot of brew pubs, yeah. you know, just because of, uh, either because of tank space or um, time or whatever. But uh, I, I really appreciate, the you know, some of the more balanced delicate lagers that are being done out here. And do you find those to be just as challenging for you as a brewer to get them balanced and to keep them clean and, and you know, make a quality? Oh, uh, yeah. It, if anything, I'd say they're quite a bit um, more challenging. You know, just because your you, your techniques have to be right on, there's there's nowhere to hide anything or there's less places to hide anything. You know, you can, not, I'm not implying that anybody does this, but you can cover up a lot of off-characters with a lot of hops or with a lot of roasted malt or sure. a ton of esters. Not that so you have like a really that. delicate like Munich Hellas or Chuck Pilsner, it's, you know, you have to do it right the first time because there's no hiding anything anywhere. Yeah. Now, if you do it right, though, you've got a big crowd pleaser with that one. Nice sure. Light, light sure. lager or good bow pills. And everybody mm-hmm. beer. You don't have to ask people if they know what they're doing when they order one of those. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, we had the Doc and I brewed a Dortmunder export for this wedding we went to over the weekend. And we brewed it, Doc, because we needed a crowd pleaser, right? Like exactly. We, we knew there were going to be some. And I'll tell you what, I was surprised the first beer to go was actually an IPA. 
Was it a small keg? Did you slide us on the keg, Chad? Is that why it was the first one to go? Or no, was actually, it? that was a full one. <laughs> it, was. it was, yeah. See, I, I was surprised. Too, I yeah. thought that our crowd pleaser was going to yeah. be the one. We did go through a keg of it, but it, but the first one to go was the IPA. It was, it was, it was, it no, was a cold day, though, too. Yeah. It was full. It was a gallon full, but it was full. <laughs> it was a full keg. So it was a full gallon. No, and was, it was I, mine. I was thinking the same thing. It was a cold, rainy day, and, and I, saw a lot, I saw a lot of people drinking wine. Yeah, and that's uh, true. If it was a hot, sweaty day in there, and we were all hating life for being in that big crowd, yeah, more beer would have gone down. That's true. The best man told me he was going to bring a bunch of thirty packs of Coors Light, and but it, he didn't for my sake. And I told him I'd have beat your ass if you did that because <laughs> all these white trash in here. Not that you have to be white trash to drink Coors Light, but but because that's who was at the wedding, uh, they all would have gone for the Coors Light, and all the hard work that you guys put into the beer that was brewed would have just sat there. So I was, uh, he said, I did, I didn't do it for you. I think he did it for, didn't do it for him. Yeah. And we did have good be, beer there. Some good feedback, though. I mean, everybody, everybody was pretty psyched. Yeah. It was all good beer. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It was all really, I mean, everyone I had was just amazing. Okay, uh, so ironhillbrewery.com. Let me get that out for you one more time. And let me ask you this, Chris. Uh, maybe the most important question of the night is where can people get this beer? Is it only at your at the brew pubs? It is. It's only at the brew pubs, right? We, we don't do any sort of distributing. Um, we do a little bit of packaging, but it's hand-bottled 750 milliliters that are also only sold in the restaurants. So okay. Yeah, it's going to one of our locations. Ah, so you got now. Do you guys have plan? I know you said you guys are kind of growing and expanding a bit. Do you have, have plans to get the beer out there more, or are you going to keep it? Close? No, not really. It's um, one of our focuses is we're really a, a restaurant first and a, and a brewery second. We're really in the restaurant business, and that's something. If you ever come to visit us, is something that'll be pretty apparent in the in the service and in the menu. We really do focus on the restaurant end of it. Okay, and uh, retail beer is really a whole different business. Like we. Just because you're good at, at, at doing a brew pub doesn't mean you're going to be successful as a production brewery. Yeah. Like, we really have as much business selling skateboards as we do selling production beer. I see. And, uh, you know, you can make the beer good, but then there's a whole bunch of other things on the business end that you have to worry about as a as a retail production brewery that you don't as a brew pub. Yeah, two different animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, although there have been, a, you know, a number of companies that have been very successful at, at doing both, so you know, I guess it can be done. Yeah. I'm also looking through your list of medals. You guys have been very successful there at the Great American Beer Festival. It looks like you've won at least one medal every year since I'm go- since 1997. Yes. Yeah, we've, we brought something home uh, every year that we've been out there. That's amazing. It was three years ago. I think it was 2005 that we won a uh, Best small brew pub of the year. Wow. At GABF. Good for you guys. I think that's pretty impressive to have at least one medal every year. Yeah, not many have done that, I'm sure. That's really impressive. And a lot of different ones. Uh, a couple of your Lambics I'm seeing here. Russian Imperial Stout, you got the gold back in 03. Uh, this year, or, or last year, 2007, you guys got your uh, bronze for the creek that you were mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2006 gold, again, for the Russian Imperial Stout. A lot of winners. That's fantastic. Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. We love the GABF. We head out there every year and have a really good time in Colorado, and yeah, we, we enjoy it. You've not done too shabby at the World Cup of Beer, also. I'm looking at or the World Beer Cup, I should say, which is in San Diego this year. I think, isn't it? At the craft. Is. Yeah, the... yeah. Are I you believe... going to come out for that, Chris? I believe it's San Diego. Absolutely. Uh, are you? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I'll definitely be there. You know what? I'm well, actually going to head out a little bit early, head out like three days early and spend some time in L.A. and then head down to San Diego for the conference. Don't go to L.A. That That's a shithole. Just go straight <laughs> to San Diego. Hey, you got to yeah, spend a little time there. Let him make up his own money. I have friends who live there, so I'll get, you know, do a little tour there before I head down. Yeah, so do I. I make them come visit me. <laughs> Are you guys in San Diego? No, we're up north, but I am going to be there for that, so I'd love to have a beer with you. Maybe oh, we can get an yeah, in-person definitely. interview done, too. That would be fun. Um, yep, we'll be we'll be out there. All of our head brewers will be out there, one of the owners, and probably a couple of our assistants as well. Okay. All right, and then the last thing I want to mention with you guys, maybe we can, because uh, I don't know if you have anything coming up, but I got a lot of notes about you really supporting homebrewers and a lot of your different locations, um, doing homebrew competitions and helping out the local homebrew clubs. You want to talk a little bit about how you guys are involved with us homebrewers, too? Sure. I mean, we're, we're all, really all of us started out as homebrewers. Uh, two of the three owners were homebrewers, and that's how they how they got into beer in the first place. So, you know, we definitely feel a connection to the homebrew community. Uh, like you said, we we sponsor a number of competitions. We uh, just on uh, Saturday sponsored the War of the Worts in our North Wales location. Okay. And then every year in Westchester, we sponsor the Buzz Off, which is a, another competition and uh, Valhalla Mead competition as well. And then uh, I started a little. Tiny competition. It usually gets about eight entries, but it's uh, it's kind of a it's a unique thing. It's uh, we call it the Iron Brewer competition, uh-huh. which is obviously partly a play on the Iron Hill, but it's also partly a play on the Iron Chef because the idea behind it is that we give the brewers work to work with, and then they use whatever malt and hops and specialty malts they want to to kind of come back with uh, something different. So they, I like that they all idea. kind of leave the restaurant with the same work and come back with, with very different products. That's a really good idea. I, I wish some of our local breweries did that. To it's, you could probably encourage them to do it. It's something, uh, it, you know, there's a story behind it. It really didn't even start off uh, intended to be a competition. But when, uh, when you brew a really high-gravity beer, usually what we'll have to do is we'll have to do uh, two different mashes and then just not sparge at all, just use the first runnings for it. Okay. And whenever you use just first runnings, you've got all this sugar left over yeah. there in the mash tun, and, you know, we just dump it down the drain. And I remember looking at all this, you know, 1070 or 1060-degree wort wow. going right down the drain and thinking, oh, man, when I, when I was a home brewer, I would have killed for that. Yeah, so exactly. So one year we just, uh, I called out the president of the Buzz Club, and I was like, hey, what are you guys thinking about just bringing in some five-gallon buckets and collecting the second runnings? And you know, take it home. So we were able to give, I think, 10 or 11 homebrewers uh, second runnings that range between 1080 and uh, 1050. Wow. That's a great... Because, yeah, what a waste, man, just yeah. dumping that out. That's yeah. a really good idea. As a homebrewer, that's easy. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, shortens your day. You get to go home, and we also usually give them yeast while they're there. So the only thing they have to spend money on for that batch are the hops. Wow. And... uh also cuts out a good three hours in a day for them. You're giving them yeast on top of it? That's a great deal, man. You're a lazy home brewer's, I mean, my dream, man. That's fantastic. <laughs> Just light up the burner and throw in some hops. Really? I'm moving. It's like going to the water store except you're getting warped. <laughs> or the ice store. Yeah. yeah. Or the uh, party store. <laughs> any number of stores. Or uh, the or the car parts store. <laughs> Thanks, JP. 
All right. Uh, is this question um, for Chris specifically? Yeah. All right. We got a caller. Uh, caller wants to ask you a question, Chris, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, looks like we got Hops18 on the line. What's happening, brother? Can you hear me? What's going on? How are you? I'm doing good. This is kind of weird. I got to take off the headphones. He's a little toasted, too. He is called he? in for drunk of the week and to ask a question. Is he drunk or high? I don't know. I go, do you want me to ask the question drunk. for you? He goes, eh, it doesn't really matter, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. It's all good, yeah. man. All right, Hops, you got a question for Chris? Yeah, it's grubs, actually. Okay. Oh. But I was just wondering, like, I'm, uh, I got a sour beer going. Yeah. And I'm about to bottle it. And I was wondering, do I have to add more yeast to it to get carbonation, or can I just bottle it and let the bugs and critters do the carbonation? That's a good question. What do you think about that, Chris? No, you said he, he, he's got a beer that he's bottle conditioning? Yeah. Or was it a specific type of beer? Yeah, he's, it's a sour beer that he's going to bottle condition, and he wants to know if he needs to inoculate with new new yeast, or will the critters uh, go ahead and carbonate it on their own? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, I, and I, I kind of would like to ask Bob, you know, when he did our Lambic, what he did with that, and, yeah. any, any more yeast. I'm kind of wondering a couple things. If you were to add a standard yeast, I'm wondering if the acidity would be enough to, to hurt these, to shock it into not really doing what it should, uh-huh. whereas maybe the bacteria might be a little more comfortable in that than already. But on the other hand, you know, the bacteria is obviously going to eat away at a lot more sugar than the, than the yeast would. So even if you were to add yeast, the bacteria would probably still attenuate, attenuate it down a little bit further than, than the yeast would. Yeah. I guess that's not a very good answer. The short answer is I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. That is a good question, and I bet it kind of depends on a couple factors too. Um, is, it, is he talking about priming too? Yeah, are you going to add sugar to it? Yeah, are, were you going to? Yeah, you know, it certainly could hurt. What could be the disadvantage of? Yeah, uh, of an if you have yeast around from another batch, or if you can borrow a little bit from your local brew pub, then throw some I don't in see there. Why you wouldn't want to add any yeast to it? I mean, the worst that would happen is it would go to sleep, right? I mean, uh, it's not going to hurt anything, right? Yeah, so maybe, I mean, whereas alternatively, if you don't, it might not carbonate, right? I mean, that thing could be sitting there for another year before it gets... It would take a while. Yeah, yeah. the bugs have eaten up all the sugar, so... And so if you, if you prime it and don't put anything in there... I'm not worried about time, so it's yeah. been sitting for a year. Is it a Lambic? No, it's, uh, it was supposed to be a Belgian ship, but it didn't attenuate all the way. Uh-huh. So I added bread to it, and then I added uh, some Cantillon iris to it. Okay. And nice. It's it's tasting good now. It's down to about ten fourteen original gravity. So I was wondering, like, when do I bottle it? Do I add yeast to it? Yeah, I think we're. Or, co- I think the consensus says go for it and add some yeast because you're probably not going to hurt anything, right? Yeah. Prime prime. Well, ten fourteen. Yeah. That's still kind of high. Yeah, so it's definitely... Yeah, I wanted to get down to like a 1008 or 1007 at least. I wanted to be kind of dry because sour beers are better dry. Yeah. They're also better when you're hammered. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> I, wish, I, wish I, I wish I had something to drink right now. <laughs> or better when you go to the car parts store. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother, add some yeast. I think that's the consensus. Yes. Lug nuts, baby. (laughs) Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it.
You said no baby. Problem. All right, brother. Later. All right. Well, there you go, Chris. And 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 by the way, that's a very typical call for us. So when you do the show the next time, <laughs> later in the show, anyway. Yeah. If you listen to the end of the show, uh, that that's one of many that's going to happen today. So. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to thank you a lot for coming in and uh, and doing the show on short notice. I really appreciate it and really enjoy oh, talking to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, you know, like I said, we'll we'll get you in San Diego there and uh, have a beer and talk some more beer, man. Sounds good. Yeah, look forward to meeting you guys. All right. Chris LaPierre, you can go to ironhillbrewery.com and uh, just click on the Westchester, Pennsylvania um, uh, link there, and you can go straight to his location. And you want to give, uh, what are the dates exactly for the, the Philly Beer uh, Imperial Week coming up? Uh, let's see. That is March. Hold, give me one second. Yeah, no worries. I think it's March 7th through something. That's what I saw it. We should really have sixteenth produ- or something like that. We should really have a producer to look up these. It goes over two us. weekends. I know that. <laughs> Shat knows that. He knows. I'm looking for. I've got to frozen up right here. But Imperial it's, uh, week. Yeah, Shat knows that it's like more than seven days. Probably yeah. like I, ten I, days. Yeah. So I know the last day is on the sixteenth. Yeah. So I think it starts somewhere around the uh, around the seventh. There you go. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what it is. March seventh yeah. through the sixteenth. Yeah. Yeah, seventh through the sixteenth. Exactly. Uh, all right. So you can go check that out if you're in the Philly area, or if you just feel like taking a good beer trip, because it sounds like a good thing um, that you guys got going on there. So I got to come check out the Philly beer scene. I think we got to get the AHA, the Homebrewers Conference, back there. The thing, the AHA deal, the AHA deal, dealio thingy back there. Should. All right, Chris. Thanks, my brother. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right, we'll see you. Have a good one. You too. Iron Hill Brewery, and you can go to ironhillbrewery.com, click on the Westchester PA, or uh, maybe look for a location near you, because, uh, what do you say, seven different locations I think they have now, and mm-hmm. uh, and expanding also. All right, we've got to take a quick break. Uh, we're still going to be speaking to pubquest.com, is that right? That's right. Did you contact them, like, during the show? Did you know I'm going to call her? Yes. All right. So pubquest.com, probably when we come back. Plus, I've got uh, questions to answer from you. I said at the beginning of the show that I would answer a lot of stuff that I don't normally answer. So uh, I'll get to that. And we're going to taste some beer, too. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Six years ago, Nico Freccia and I opened the 21st Amendment on 2nd Street with the intent of bringing back the local neighborhood brew pub. Well, the neighborhood has really changed over the years, but the 21st Amendment still remains a great place for people to meet over a terrific meal and a tasty pint of beer. In the past, the only way you could enjoy the 21st Amendment's handcrafted beers was at the brew pub. Well, all that has changed. Now, the 21st Amendment beers are available in cans. That's right, cans. When was the last time you had a great beer in a can? Well, that day has come. We're offering our world-famous watermelon wheat and 21A IPA in cans. Cans are a better package than glass because cans keep the beer fresher longer, but you can also take cans to places where bottles can't go, like the beach, lake, golf courses, and sporting events. So join us in the revolution to take back the can from the big breweries and crack open a cold 21A craft beer in a can. The 21st Amendment, 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from John. Giants Park. Max was fired up, so come on, drink it all night long. Slam it, girl. Slam it, girl. Slam it, girl. Slam it, girl. 
the bar stool, I will. My pill might dissolve under my tongue. Fuck that Jägermeister bullshit, the DUI heard a little bit and now I'm done. No, can I go to the liquor store and buy that poison? Hey, pretty thing right there, yeah, you come here. I hate your boyfriend. I don't give a fuck if you're visually anywhere. Kill him on a sick beta rhythm like this. Pop that bottle top, talk back that about sense at all. Let him eat my fist. Gotta be rid of though, reappear with a flow and a cold ass mug. Our kisses taste like alcohol, you know that means it's love. Here's another reason that I'm gonna take you home. Cause I can't be a feisty little freak when I'm alone. Oh my goodness, who the hell is blowing up my phone? This better be important, don't you understand? I'm drinking beer. Can't you feel the spiders? They're very deep inside us. The politicians, officers, and judges are vampires. I never once suggested that we tie each other down. I think we should buy another round. Makes us fired up, so come on, drink it all night. Here's another sentiment, the element is intimate You're looking like a demon in a chemical abyss But no, can I go to the liquor store and buy that poison? Hey Black Angel, hey Mama Sue I hate your boyfriend I can't lust you better, won't fuck the measure up though Domestic, I'll love the sex with no slums of sexual drugs Oh no, I got a party pack Then again, if the black ball melts to the residue to get us high I gotta get me inside, gotta take that knife Gotta scrape that pipe with your lit up eyes Here's another reason my insanity has grown Cause drama is so childish and fucking overblown who the hell is blowing up my phone? It better be important, do you understand? I'm drinking beer! Can't you feel the spiders? They're very deep inside us. The politicians, officers, and judges are vampires. I never once suggested that we tie each other down. I think we should buy another round. Max is fired up, so come on, drink it all night long. This is one of those ignorant anthems. Be intellectual all you want, but we got the nectar of the gods here because we're drinking what? Beer makes us fired up, so come on, drink it all night long. Beer makes us fired up, so come on, drink it all night long. Beer makes us fired up, so come on, drink it all night long. Beer makes us fired up, drink it 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 up. Everybody, thank you to Chris Lapierre from Iron Hill. Cool guy, and uh, Chad, good work getting him here uh, in here on uh, short notice. Hey, thanks to Brian from the Brew Lounge dot com, yeah. man. Brew Lounge dot com. Brian is a friend of ours. Uh, good dude, a really good dude. Actually, we had a lot of fun hanging out yeah. with him over the weekend at the Celebrator party. I like I like meeting listeners. It's always I fun, do too. and especially at events like that where it's it's more laid back and and we're not actually working the whole time. I mean. 
uh, during the celebrator festivities we were, but since it ended early at eight, we got to go out uh, to the Belgian bar there in Oakland yeah. and hang out with Brian. It was cool. It's always cool when we can actually hang out and have beers with these guys. Yeah. You know, we go to GABF and everyone said, you know, let's go have a beer at Falling Rock and. Yeah, it's just hard. We don't make it there all the time, and it's packed with people. We get there at, like, we roll kind of late, so we get there at, like, 12, 1 o'clock. We usually close down the bars, not open the bars. So, anyway, I'm just saying, always cool to meet good people like that and be able to have some time to spend. I like that. So, thank you to him, because he helped Chad uh, book the guest today also. Big time, yeah. Um, and he thank has, what does he have, a, a, a beer blog? It's a blog, yeah. Okay. It's great. Brewlounge.com, you can check it out over there. The BN Army comes through. Again. That's right, man. Leave it. To, <laughs> leave it to the army. They'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, who's back on the line? JP, what's Grub. his name? Grubs. 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 Uh-huh. Is, is Grubs. Grubs. Yeah. Call- hey, Grubs. What's happening, my brother? Did I? Was I? It's Grubs. <laughs> <laughs> was I a dick when you called earlier? No, you're, oh. you're cool. All Very right. professional. All right. So. You he didn't just have a question. Grubbs wants to enter himself into the drunk of the week competition. That's correct. Which, uh, yes. by the way, I want to point out um, that I think for the first time in history, we had a drunk of the week last week, and it wasn't even a live show. <laughs> and I got emails from the guy. Oh come on! You're going to compete with the twentieth uh, anniversary. I know. Well, here, let me read some of the... Let me do this really quick. Of the Burger Burger? Oh, by the way, Doc, I didn't read you the congratulations emails I got for your third place at the AHA club-only competition. That's two now. I'll I'll, I'll get back to that, because I had a question from a listener, too. Yeah, this guy... um, who Oh, Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. Um, in the forum, <laughs> that's his name, and uh, he was oh, in the he was in the chat room <laughs> all last week. The chat room was really busy last week, and he was in there. And he said, "If this eva- email even makes it to you, I'm a lucky fucker. <laughs> I am drunk, and that's how he spelled it. Drunk. I am drunk of the week. Who else asked for it? I'm on the East Coast. Where the fuck are you? It's two a.m. here. My wife's gonna be pissed if I don't go to work." tomorrow <laughs> man this is hard to type while Durkin I don't want a t-shirt I just want my name over the air <laughs> boo boo kitty fuck P.S. your worst fuck. hero love the show will donate you in can Oh, donate you and can. That's funny. Uh-oh. So that's how it's written. I just read it as it's. And I also got Didn't emails from others saying, um, here's another one from a, a different listener saying, Boo Boo Kitty Fuck was definitely drunk of the week. <laughs> uh, so he even got voted. He got nominated well, by go. the Pretty chat. Pretty going to get drunk of the week over email. So congratulations, Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. Last week you were our drunk of the week. Okay, now back to. Um, I keep forgetting his name. Scrubs, man. Scrubs, man. All right, I'll enter you, but you sound. Ew. You sound. <laughs> you sound high too. You sound really lethargic. No, there's no uh, highness. What have you been drinking? It's all whiskey and uh, beer. Whiskey and beer. Wow. Whiskey Bourbon. and beer. Whiskey and beer. Weasel just showed up, by the way, a friend of ours, and Joey's. brought us some sour beer that uh, we're yeah. now drinking. Uh, which uh, And food. What's Doc drinking? 
I'm drinking a sour beer. I was uh, drinking uh, Chad's... Uh, Where's my boy Jack? It's American Brown, which is really tasty. And then Weasel just brought in some sour beer, which I'm just loving. Yeah. I don't care about anybody. Where's Doc? No, not New Glarus. Um, Doc did Homemade. get a bunch of different beer sent to him from listeners. I have it here for you, Doc. We decided not to. Doc and I decided not to do it this week because we want to do it on a show where he can stay and drink. Yeah, I'll you, be. I'll be spending the night that night. You got to bail tonight. Well, I'm so. part of the community brew for the Scottish. So. Yeah, I would say that too, man. <laughs> Are you guys gonna do a show about that? Uh, I'm not even sure what you're talking about. Actually, just say. Oh. The community, you have been on the forum, the community brew. Is it on my forum? We're doing a community. Yeah, it's on your forum. I didn't. <laughs> All right. Forum. Don't gotta be angry about it. Do you not look at your forum? <laughs> it's that whiskey target. I look at it every day, but I only look just at not like, all of it. I just kind of browse through it. Uh, I've been busy. Just, yeah. <laughs> There's the community yeah. uh, right show. Oh. Oh, isn't that the one that we brewed at the anniversary party? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, they're all making the same beer. There's a uh, thread on that. All right, I'll, I don't know. We're gonna send, you send us some. So we'll we'll judge them for you. About it. And back me up here, Tasty. Did you read the thread? Yeah, I read the thread. Well, yeah, so he's sitting thread. over there. Just shut the hell up. I read it until they decided yeah. they were making my recipe, and then I kind of bit. And then he's like, <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah. Tasty's Tasty. hanging out with Chad a little too much. They're both sitting there not doing anything. <laughs> no. You just no, gonna uh, let him abuse me? I would suggest that when they when they make these, they send them in and. Since they can't, you know, taste each other's, they're so dispersed across the country. Yeah. I, I frown on here tasting we'll each it. other's. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, I will definitely enter you into the Drunk of the Week competition this week. So hang in there. We'll see if we get any competitors. But uh, right now, you're in the lead. I'll tell you that. And you're also the only one in there. So hang in there. You're right there. You're at the forefront. That's... All right, brother. I'm at the forefront. Yeah, you're at the forefront. You're, yeah, a, say you're, at, the, you're at the leading uh, edge. You're like the Donner Party. Okay, you're right there. for life. I wish I could puke on air, but I can't puke. <laughs> I wish you could do that too. It's been done. Maybe you can think of something else to do. You like gotta do something new. Beat your wife or something. I don't know. Something exciting. Hey, honey, come wife. here. No. Oh. <laughs> All right. So Have your wife beat you. You're in the running. I got a Whoa. bunch of stuff I got to get to. Uh, so hang in there, and we'll see how it pans out. All right, brother. All right. Good job. All right. Later. Okay. Thank you. Uh, good job. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. Good job. All right. What's his name again? Grubs. Grubs. Eighteen. Because there was probably another Grubs out there somewhere, right? Grubs eighteen. Grubs eighteen. He's our drunk of the week right now. I don't know who else is out there. All right. Let Uh-oh. me do this. I got to get uh, Pub Quest on the line. If that's another uh, DOTW call, JP, I can't take it right now. I got to do this. Um, I want to talk to PubQuest.com and get out some information. This is a cool site that uh, you guys are going to want to check out. And we're going to be talking to Julie here as soon as I get the line hooked up. Is Julie, right, Chad? Yes. All right. So now we're just waiting on Skype to do its thing. By the way, Weasel, this sour beer, I had it, what, a year ago? Yeah. And then I've had it recently. It has gotten much, much better. And it wasn't bad, but it wasn't sour before, right? It was slightly sour. Now it's nice and junky sour. It's good. It's Doc, you, you liking that oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. Thanks for not sharing it early with me. Yeah. I'm liking it much better now. Good job, Weasel. Nice work on that. Okay, I think we've got uh, Julie Wartell on the line from PubQuest.com. Let's uh, see how the connection is. Julie, are you there? Julie, can you hear me? Sure, that's a cold second. Okay. Um... Uh, Julie sounded like a dude yeah. <laughs> there for a second. Hello? Hi. Julie, are you there? Uh, this is Chris again, actually. Oh, hey, Chris. 
I called the wrong number. How about you that? You're getting enough of me, huh? Yeah, Chris, I like <laughs> you so much. Uh, I thought that Julie had a really deep voice there for a second. <laughs> Sorry, brother. All right, I'm going to hang up on you now so you can go to sleep. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> Later. Well, that's always fun. Chad, did you call him? I think that one was my fault. Because it was. I have too many phone numbers in front of me. We got is a George it, on the phone. You want to... Jorge? Go ahead. Is that a drunk of the week call? <laughs> I don't know. I can, I can barely hear him. He told me to tell you, um, it's George on the phone. So. It's George. Hey, right. George, George. What's 18. happening, man? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. What's up, brother? How's it going? It's good. What can I do for you, man? I was just calling to say that um, your show is really good Thank until you. that med tech guy left, and now it sucks. Hey, this did sound like MedTech. I knew it was you. <laughs> Where the hell have you been? MedTech, you went missing. You're one of these guys who has a baby, and then all of a sudden, oh, my life has changed. Everything is my baby now. And we never hear from you Hey, again. maybe his, maybe his kid yeah, is around. New baby, new Back job. Okay. A new job, too. Are you no longer a, a MedTech? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm still doing that. But. Oh, okay. Just for a new place. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're alive because I thought that either you had gone on the wagon or you died, and they're both very similar, by oh, the way. It's, both, it's happened I don't around think here. The wagon could hold me. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> not. Have you not been able to brew or drink or do anything since you've been in Babyland, or what? Uh, um, drink, yes, brew. I haven't done since August. So. Oh, mm, shame next, on you. next Saturday is my plan, and okay, I'm telling you, it's gonna be good. All right, I heard a rumor you're trying to come out to the anniversary party too. Trying. I'll be there. I don't care if it takes me ten flights this time. Yeah, MedTech's hardcore. <laughs> and we have mine. Jenga supplies ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> we've got some How new kegerators. You gonna put on me this time? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We've got some new furniture to lay on top of you. <laughs> you know what? My crutches are gonna go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Maybe even Doc's electric wheelchair that's in the living room. There. <laughs> Scooter. Uh, the rascal right on top of me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So hey, MedTech, did you have? Did you hear? This last year's Drunk of the Year entries? No. Oh, you haven't. You didn't hear the... You got to go back and listen to the BNAs, ma'am. Yeah. Um, This guy, he gave you a run, man. Oh, yeah. He puked on the air. Oh, jeez. And he's proud. Can't handle it. And there was a couple other really good candidates, too, actually, for Drunk of the Year this year. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you missed out. Doesn't mean you can't bring it strong for 2008, baby. you know, I did it one year. I'm gonna pass it on to the young guys now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the case. All right, yeah. listen, I want to talk to you, but I got to do this interview. So, uh, all right, stick around now, huh? Like, let us know what's I'll happening. Be around. All right, all right. Then I'll we'll be around. we'll be talking Have to fun. you. All right, brother. Cheers. Talking to you. Right. Bye. Good old MedTech. Wow, what a blast from the past. Yeah, huh? a golden oldie, maybe. Even that. Yeah, a veteran. <laughs> all right, you want to try this again? Sure. I can I'll try it. anything twice. Hey, Chris. Kind of would have been funny. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Chris? Let's think of a question for Chris this time. Yeah. Oh, it, by the way, Chris. What's you drinking? It would have been funny, though, if if Julie did have that really deep voice. And, it, and, it went, and she's like, yeah, this is Julie. This is Nothing Julie funny we'll about say, that. I'll oh, explain no, to my kid why that happened. Yeah. Hey, Julie, do I have you there this time? You do? Are you start starting to talk about me already with behind my back? I am. I'm sorry. Maybe. I tried to call you. I called somebody else. There was a man on the line, and I was like, wow, Julie, I don't know what you've been doing, but uh, you sound like a dude. 
hormones in beer. <laughs> Here we did go. Did he know anything about beer and mapping? He did, uh, but not mapping. He knew yeah. lots of stuff about beer. Yeah. One out of two ain't bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, this is Julie Wartell from uh, PubQuest.com. You can go to PubQuest.com and browse around as we're speaking to her and, 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 and find out what this is all about. Julie, why don't you tell us about PubQuest? PubQuest is... Uh a beer mapping website, interactive mapping, um, actually started when uh, a couple years ago I was traveling a lot and uh, always looking for the local craft brew. And there's some great websites out there that list where all the breweries are and brew pubs. Yeah. But, you know, you're in a different city. You have no idea if it's 10 miles from your hotel or 10 blocks. So the other thing was you know you go to wine country and there are always wine maps yeah and there were just never any beer maps so i felt like we really needed beer maps for all of us that are looking for those local brews and you're right because every time i go somewhere and you stay in a hotel especially if you're just there for the night you're kind of passing through you do right you you look for where the local brew pub is but you have no idea how far away that is yeah, exactly. My brother's got a new job, and he's going to be traveling a lot more, so he always asks me. Oh, yeah. Well, what about this city? Where's this? Where's that? And uh, There you go. Now you can just tell him, go to PubQuest.com. You know, you know I will. Yeah. Now, you guys, all right, I was reading through some notes about you. Is it true that you have every single brew pub in the country mapped on that thing? So we think. Um, lot, I, I really spend a lot of time, probably way too much time, mm. you know, reading beer blogs and beer newspapers and just trying to keep up with what's coming and going and um, the ones that have multiple locations, make sure I get all their locations. So we have uh, over 1,900 um, locations. So, you know, like a rock bottom, they have multiple locations, etc. Mm-hmm. Um in every state, there's at least one, and we have four of the Canadian provinces so far. Wow. That's pretty decent, i got to say, right now. And I'd forgive you if you missed one or two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's re- exactly. That's really a lot of work, too. Um, well, and I actually feel bad, or uh, I've promised people, if you find one that I don't have, I'll buy you a beer. Wow. Oh, uh, you know what? You got to be careful with that. With my <laughs> listeners, they're out there right now googling every uh, brew pub. I'm going to open ten just because I'm thirsty. <laughs> yeah. Hey, go for it. But they're That's vicious. Ten more for all of us to go to. Yeah. So, Doc, check this out. Uh, this is an interesting story about Julie, and and then I'll let Julie tell us about how how PubQuest came about. But um, her her day job is uh, it's crime mapping. Ooh, like 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 victim outline maps. I, Julie, tell us about what you do, how you got into this. <laughs> I always have to say, not like CSI, it's not nearly as exciting. Oh, I see. Um, I sit behind a computer. That's why it's not as exciting. But okay. I find it really fun to um, map everything from where crime is happening to where the bad guys live, um, yeah. where a car was stolen and where it was recovered, or did it go to Mexico and it was never recovered. Wow. Uh, how does, so, pa- how does Pacheco shape up on that crime mapping of yours? You ever, is that, like, high on the list? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay, good. You know, I could spend a few hours on the Internet doing just checking things. Yeah, seriously, I want to know. I bet you that our house is I knew on that, that list. dude next door was weird. Yeah. I knew they were cooking meth and not brewing beer at that house. Very See, strange. there you go. You could find that out in some cities. Actually, in San Diego County, we have a lot of crime. on the. Uh, we make crime maps public. Really? Yeah. See, I like that. They should be public, huh. right? You got to know what the demographic is and and what kind of criminals you're living near. Doc, I think you're safe. Are these convicted criminals? Or are we just uh, alleged just, crimes? Just, yeah. 
Cups? Uh, different things. Different yeah. strokes for different folks. But uh, <laughs> people have asked me to map crime and beer in relation to each other. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> That's a good idea. So we can filter? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. See, beer crimes say, by 12-year-olds. Distilling. There you go. Right outside of brew pubs? Yeah. It's all uh, yeah in my neighborhood. In your neighborhood, you don't have to worry, Doc. It's all white collar crime in your neighborhood. Of course it is. People embezzling. And and it's all alleged crime. This yeah. guy stole my hedge trimmer. <laughs> yeah, borrowed allegedly. Yeah. It's well, Doc. Where do you live? If that's the worst crime that you got, he's in. He lives Moraga. in Moraga. You've, where the hell's Moraga? It's by yeah, Walnut see, Creek. That yeah. You've never even come exactly. across that yeah. on your crime it's, map. It's really <laughs> hard on the crime map. It's really hard to find because it's so high in the air above everything else. <laughs> yeah. It's above the smog layer. There's a really long driveway to get to Moraga. Yeah, yeah. The, the criminals can't find it. <laughs> See, if you had a brew pub there, though, we'd know about it. Then I get that all know. the time. Someone will say, hey, have you ever heard of Douglas, Michigan? And I'm like, oh, yeah, as a matter of fact, like, how would you know that? Yeah. Like, There's a brew pub there. Right. That's how you know your way around the country now. Exactly. Papillion, Nebraska. Who's ever heard of Papillion, Nebraska? But you can find local beer there. Really? So tell me this then. How did you go from, you know, you're doing, you got this crime mapping gig and you've kind of put the two together? So uh, in my last job, in my crime mapping gig, um, we were looking to put crimes on the public website and hooked up with this great guy, Dave Bishop, who mapped a variety of things um, for a living. And so we contracted with him and uh, his company at the time to create um, a public crime mapping application. And when I left that job, you know, we really enjoyed working together and drinking beer after all of our meetings together. Nice. So I said to him, hey, you know, what do you think about uh, mapping crime, uh, mapping beer together? Yeah. And he's like, those are my two favorite subjects. So Great. Meaning That's beer and mapping were his two favorite exactly. subjects? He, he maps for a living, beer loves crime, to drink beer, and that uh, joined us yeah. at the hip. So how long have you guys been doing this now? Oh, gosh. It's probably a couple years, um, but it's really been, we haven't um, really you know hit out on the marketing advertising trail. It's been mostly word of mouth, and mm-hmm. even with that, we're getting 300 hits a day on the website, so, you know... Once we just keep getting the word out and provide more services, we're hoping to really skyrocket. Okay. Well, you'll get one more because I'm going home. You're going to get 100 plan. today. I'm going to go play on your website when I get home. Check it out. That's cool. You might be buying some people some beers. I'm getting notes from my listeners that they've already <laughs> found really? They wow. found a couple places that you might have missed. Well, so. and, and that's what, you know, we have a link on the website, um, julie at pubquest.com. For all of your listeners, if you do find places, email me directly. You know, if you find places that we have a, a bad address or a bad phone number or website, because all the information about the place is when you click on it. Okay. Well, that's a good idea, and that is a cool way to, obviously, you couldn't do it all yourself. You need some help from the, from the people out there to tell you where things are at. Uh, yeah, Definitely. PubQuest.com. I want to look up my city. I see. I haven't used it yet. I've checked it out. I was kind of going through here. How do I? How do I do this? Help me through it. That's a map I, of okay. the United States. I just want to. I just want to like type in my city. Can I do that? Uh, click on your state first. Or okay, you got two different ways to do it. Um, I'm confusing him already. Can, yeah. Are you helping him? Uh, I hope not. Okay, here I can click on my state. I'm kind of. Okay, I'm kind of stupid. We made this. Know. We made it so user friendly that even knuckleheads. Even Justin friendly. Right. Oh, here we go. C- California cities. Select a city. Justin's mm-hmm. king knucklehead. So okay, hang you know, on. Hang if, on. if he can do it, anybody can do it. Oh, Pacheco's not on there. I'm gonna have to go Martinez. 
Why? Go oh, they're not. Uh, okay, there's, so no, the, there's nothing in Pachuca. The only cities that are listed are then cities that have beer in them. Correct. <laughs> mm. I mean, I would like to be able to click on a city and, and have it say there is no beer here. Well, wait, know? wait, wait. Let me give you another clue. You see there at the top there, it says find an address. Yeah. Click on that. Okay. All right. No. And then you I can type can... in my address. Yep. All right. There's and beer then it here. Give is me it listed? Like, yeah, like my my house should be listed. <laughs> it should have a red flag on it. <laughs> okay, hang on. I'm typing in my address yeah, here. I think your house is also on a couple other websites. Yeah. Yeah, the crime database. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Julie's run across it before, I'm sure. <laughs> Megan's, oh, Megan's Law. Yeah. Megan's Law, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, Julie, I like go. the way you think. Here we go. All right. <laughs> so I'm looking through here. And here's the other thing that is cool about this site, too, that uh, I was kind of checking it out, is, you know, a lot of times when you, you go to other beer-finding places... Uh, we don't do that, though. They'll only list, like... Not anymore, anyway. No. That's right. Well, you can't look at multiple locations at once, whereas on exactly. this one, on this one you can. All right, let's see. What do we got here? Now I just click on one of these. Oh, there's EJ Fair. That's our local brewery right yeah, there. Yeah, there you go. Very nice. But uh, I knew where that was. And you've got both the brew house and the brewery, so that's not You're very thorough. Black Diamond oh, yeah. Brewery. So, uh, just a, a point on that is that we have, it'll show a symbol of a brewery if they're just a brewery and don't have food or a pub. And, and then it'll be a brew pub if they actually have food. And it'll be a brew house if they don't make beer on site. Ah, okay. But they got little different, that, different colored flags. Yeah, and that was actually thanks to Greg Cook from Stone, who said when he was starting a brewery, he would go to places that said they were a brewery and they didn't brew on site, and he suggested that I differentiate those. So, or, I, When I moved up to Northern California, I was trying to hunt down every beer place. It was in the early 90s, and they'd have brew pub or brew whatever, and I'd show up at the door and... I'm knocking on the back door of this place and want to know if there's any beer. And some the back door. Well, it's like it's not a brew pub. It's it's a brewery. Oh. And I'm asking you, got any beer? So I, I got in a few places where they let me taste their beer, but they really? weren't they weren't a, a kind of a brew pub place where you could buy a beer. It's just a, and they had it listed wrong. You'd creep me out if you <laughs> knocking on the door. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm driving driving down alleys and stuff looking for addresses. Yeah. I have yeah. a feeling he'd creep me out if he showed up at my front door. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I found uh, the 21st Amendment at 563 Second Street, just two blocks from AT&T Park. Cans? <laughs> yeah. I've, so check this out. There's another cool thing. So if I've punched in my address, and then it's given me all the, the breweries around. Um, and then if you click on each one, you can click on the driving directions button. And then it will give you, it's like a map quest. Like we're wow. supposed to be driving. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Maybe they should be taxi directions. Uh, it's like a map quest, except it's Google Maps. Yeah, it is Google Maps, exactly. So it'll get you there. Get you on your own on the way back? Yeah. You're just plugging a different company, but that's okay. Oh. Hey, no, I don't care. PubQuest, use Google Maps. It's okay. Okay. Whatever's easy. It's all this. Yeah, whatever gets you to the right place, right? How do you guys guys make money? Ah, we're still working on that. No, um, us too. Yeah, let us know when you figure (laughs) it out. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Um, no, uh, we have two ways. We have a membership program. So Don't tell me about the other way. <laughs> we sell ourselves. Great. Um, we, um, if you become a member, then you get a cool little PubQuest keychain. Uh-huh. And then you can take your keychain to certain breweries, sign up to be discounters. Ah. And th- it's up to them on what they give. Um, and if you go on the membership 
uh, link on the website, you can see the list of breweries that are discounters. And sometimes you get a dollar off beers or happy hour prices or 10% off merchandise. So that's the bonus of the membership. And then also discounts on T-shirts and custom maps and things like that. Russian River is on the list of discounts, everybody. Just want to let you know. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting a lot of requests for the crime website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the crime website? Seriously? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, seriously. Oh, yeah. Okay, San Diego County, anyway, is www.argis.org. Okay. There you go, you freaks. Plugging on a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chad, I see Willimantic Brewing in Willimantic, Connecticut. Oh yeah, that's yeah. On, good uh, spot. Th- that's on the discount list here. Well, ten bucks—that's not bad. That's that's ten bucks for the year, I assume. Ten bucks for the year. You get a keychain and, uh, and discounts. There you go. And then the other thing that we're doing, and this is a, a more recent, are the custom maps. And we've done maps for f- beer festivals. So the festival will, and we often will do a deal with them we get a booth if you know we'll make you a map of where all the breweries that are going to be at your festival that type of thing okay uh, or for associations or guilds we just did a northern california brewers guild map for a brochure and then for cities so we have a boulder denver map front back nice little thing to carry around when you're walking from brew pub to brew pub yeah it said walking I like it. Stumbling. Yeah, stumbling. Or stumbling, Crawling, yeah, exactly. whatever you got to do. It's all a pub map. crawl for nothing. Yeah. All right, pubquest.com. Everybody can check it out. And if you're traveling or if you just want to know your local places, then uh, that's a really good, it's a cool resource, Julie. I appreciate you putting that together. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having us on. I, yeah, no problem. All right, support your small beer business people like Julie and myself. Ten bucks a year, that's not so bad, and uh, it's a pretty good resource. I bet you that uh, Big Tim, your brother there, Doc, uh, it'll be well worth the money spent for him to have this uh, locator now that he's traveling. Oh, yeah, yeah. and uh, I was just talking to Tasty over here about uh, for the NHC 2008, which is probably going to be here in the Bay Area. Uh, 2009. Uh, 2009, mm. having, having uh, the brew map. The custom map thing. Did you hey, just, there you go. Did you just give out a big AHA secret? No, I said probably because there's no there's no for sure, and I don't have any <laughs> thing with the higher ups. I'm I'm kind of afraid it's going to be here. Are you? Because all the work. Yeah. But any of these things, so you know, GABF and the AHA things move around. You go to PubQuest.com, get yourself a beer map. All right, Julie. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, you guys. Have a good one. All right, all you right. too. Bye. There you go. Lovely Julie out of San Diego and uh, does crime mapping in her spare time, which is kind of fun. It's pretty cool. I would like to know what the local crime scene (laughs) is in Pacheco, I'm telling you. I bet we'd be surprised at the kind of crap that goes on around here. It's like one of those, uh, you know, like colors, like really red for like heavy, you know, rain or whatever. It'd yeah. be all oh. red. Oh, uh, like, the, like <laughs> Doppler radar? Purple, yeah, like Doppler. <laughs> It'd be like, oh, I have the storm. <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, you can map all the sex crime people uh, in Megas the area. Lot. Yeah, because uh, of the and, and it has different squares for what they did. For what they did, yeah. That's how we found Schumann as our roommate. <laughs> yeah. we went to the Megan's Law website, and we're like, oh, this guy looks cool. Yeah. Let's get Schumann. It's recovering, though. Uh, that's, so, why, that's why his square is yellow yeah. and not red. Just does a lot of window shopping now. All right, let me do... Uh, I should do some of these questions, I guess, huh? Do them. Who's answering them? And Test how about this... We got to do some beer tasting shit. Okay. Gucci dropped off some homebrew and some some commercial brew for us today. He picked it up himself um, from one of our uh, listeners, friend of ours, No Remorse, and B Dog 
and they've all sent some homebrew. So why don't we do some homebrew tasting? Okay, be good. Um, right now or what? Because they went to all the way. Yeah, right now. I'll just start answering these questions if you can line those up. I put them in the small kegerator right it's there. Bub. Grab a commercial brew and then a couple of those homebrews, and uh, we'll do some tasting. Tasty. Yeah. All right, in the meantime, um, let me do this. Wow, now I'm getting lots of calls. What I got? Bub on one line. Yeah, I got Bub, yeah. Bug Eater on another. Bub on one leg. and uh, Bug Eater, what's happening, brother? <laughs> Bub, you got served. Are you there? I can't hear you, Bug. You must have your... Bub or oh, Bug? Can you hear me now? There you are. you got to turn that thing okay. on, man. Yeah, my uh, mic was slightly unplugged. What's happening? Say, uh, <laughs> well, the question I've got here is, did you ever get any beer from Zach up at Upstream? Uh, yes, we did. Didn't we, Shet? Uh, beer from Zach at Upstream. Oh, yeah. And it's in our fridge still, isn't yeah. it? Uh, why didn't we drink it? <laughs> but were we saving it to have him back on again or something? Because he sent it to us after we did the show. We were either waiting for Doc or waiting for him to be in here or something. I think we were waiting for Doc. But, yes, we did get beer from Upstream. Yes. Well, you've got some more coming, too. Great. I just sent you a... Uh, 750 of the, their 2005 oak aged uh, frambois. <gasps> yeah. Sounds My tasty. heart skipped a beat. Thanks, brother. I thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I also sent along some of my barley wine. Great. Bug's a good yeah. brewer, so that yeah. I'm sure is going to be a nice barley wine, too. Hey, cool, man. I appreciate that. I'm going up to see Zach later this week. I just I was going to bug him if he hadn't sent the beer. No, he did. In fact, he sent it right away. We got it uh, uh, just within a few days of the show. He was very cool and, it, oh, and, it, and a good dude. Hey, Bug, you going to come out to the anniversary party or what? Nah, that's our busiest time of year at work. No, that's too bad. Yeah, I work at a summer camp, remember? <laughs> you want me to uh, call there and get you fired? We just, uh, just give him that uh, website. Wait, that guy, that guy's on the Megan's yeah. Law website. What are you fools? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll be out. I'll be out at GABF again. But uh, okay. Yeah, I can't make it to NHC or the anniversary party. Nah, that's too bad. All right, Art fair enough. Checked. All right, thanks, okay. brother. We'll see you later. Thanks. All right, hey Boob, what's going on, man? You know, Nicole Kidman is an attractive young lad. All um, right. Nice. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. Oh, anyway. She's not, I don't, she's not I don't, so young anymore. I don't think so. I just so. wanted to uh, Never have. promote, uh, first of all, my wicked-ass mustache that has not been touched since November. Really? That's, not, not, even, that's not touched. That's nothing to be bragging about. Do you mean, like, not even trimmed? Not trimmed. Or sat on? Stash oh. is not. The, the beard, a little bit, but the stash, it's curly. You can check it out on the Movember thread in the... In the all right. The, uh, and uh, the other thing is... I wanted to pimp the uh, anniversary poll so that you can uh, yeah. make your uh, decision. You know what? I'll tell you what, bub. I've been watching that poll. And, uh, <laughs> I think it's looking like we might be able to do it on the 14th, man. Because be so sweet, nobody's really say. I haven't received anything that says, uh, you know, you really can't do that. It's going to make NHC hard for us. I haven't seen any of that. So I'll tell you what. I'm going to say this. Now and probably take it back later, but uh, as long as I can confirm a location for that date, then I will make it on the fourteenth. People can keep- yeah, because uh, that's also the only date that Bad Rock and Vanna could come out. I saw that too, and if nobody that else really, really cares, mind. then you know, so be it. Now is Vanna going to bring her other friend that's all wrapped around Ooh, Bad Rock there in that picture? Are they both going to be wearing dirndls? That's the real question. Well, I really hope they don't bring Vanna and number two because I'm bringing Wendy. So, uh, so it could be awkward. 
<laughs> Who cares about you so much? You might, maybe they'll make a little bub sandwich. You don't know. Oh, that'd be a big sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a bub Big Mac. Yeah, <laughs> that would be like big a bub pet burger, animal style or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah well, I have right. a feeling you haven't been animal style in like twelve years. I'm um I'm narrowing down locations. So if one of them can accommodate the fourteenth, I think it's it's looking like we'll be able to do that, my brother. So uh, I'm gonna work on it this week. All right, sweetness. I will and, try um, and have a final answer. All right, I'll week. do this. That's gonna uh, be hard. Code sent me a beer, and I uh, I tasted it. it; had a little off flavor. Yeah, like what? Like semen? Di- like diacetyl or something? <laughs> Not diacetyl, more like diacetyl. Oh, oh man, oh, that's not right. That's so not bad. nice. You're a mean person. It wasn't good. Oh, poor code. No, it was scripted, and I told whoever sent it to me that I don't do scripted material. Nice. <laughs> but obviously, you do, jackass. No, hey, I don't. We're, we're having people uh, in the forum. Like this one guy from Australia has already booked his flight. That line has JP written all over it. No, actually, it wasn't me at all. No. It wasn't JP. I see. There's a guy who's already booked his flight to come out here for the 7th, so oh, he can't do it. Fuck. Then. You're kidding Plus, me. Plus, I mean, the next weekend is NHC, so I'll be gone, like, Tuesday, and we'll be, you know, so I'll have a day off. They're good. They're drinking. Good for you. don't drink the whole you, week. That's going to okay. be really hard, man. Just don't <laughs> drink it in NHC. Well, end if, of the problem. Yeah, by the way, yeah. fucking wah. What the? F- what kind of excuse is that? You're calling wah on me, and then Bub is sitting here going, "But I don't know if I." Well, no we knew cares. about Bub's, but no one, but no one cares about Bub. Yeah, but his excuse isn't that he can't like like stack up his drinking. Look, days. I'm just saying it would be easier <laughs> for other people as well if it was still on the seventh. That's all what I'm other saying. People, one guy from Australia that we've never heard. He already of before? booked. No, he, but he bought. Flight he bought his flight. However, I did not confirm the date, so I. That, That's true. Well, I, I bet you. Okay. This guy. The guy's name is Stem. Who I bet he can. Stem? I bet he can. Uh, he can every he can, bub. Everybody probably, matters. What What is Stem's uh, return flight? He could stretch it for a whole week. Or he can probably move it. When you get a full fare ticket and an international flight like that is full fare, he can move the flight. Everybody's Australian. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know better. Have that guy email me and we'll You make it right. We'll no, you, you, you I'll just make told it right. You just shit. told him so. I'll, I'll make it right. Uh, all right. You'll uh, make it right. Yeah. Uh, here's a nice DVD set the... of all of our episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, for your troubles. For your $1,200 ticket. <laughs> All right, Bob. Thanks. All right. Later. Love you guys. Boo. That was disgusting. What do you got here? Uh, Justin, we're drinking uh, B-Dog's Orange Blossom Honey Hef. All right. Gucci oh. dropped this off today, hand-delivered, and it was well taken care of, Actually, by the way. you know, it tastes well taken care of. i I got to admit that. You know what else he delivered? Straight from Oz... Hand delivered from, from Oz, Oz to him. Ozzy in Oz gave because Gucci did one of his jaunts missions out there, and Oz gave him a six pack of uh, uh, Victoria, Victoria Bitter. Bitter. Oh. VB. We've got some VB in the house. Let's get some of that going. Here. And then also, Gucci was in I don't know. It was Brazil or. Portugal or it's all the same. Santiago, I these were secret missions. Somewhere there was a Santiago, bunch of hot Chile. chicks. I remember that, and he brought us back a six pack of uh, was it chili yep. of Santiago. Chilean beer, and it's in a can. So we're gonna save that for when Sully comes. Chilean in. beer, Chilean beer in a can. All right. Does it say anything about this beer other than? Yeah. Oh no. This is B Dogs, right? It's, yeah. It says it's a Made orange in February orange blossom honey, honey hef. Right. What do you think about it, Doc? Uh, it's clean. It's not very heffy. 
Uh, but it's it, you can really it's if you like honey beers, it's nice and dry and crisp. Uh, so it's clean that way. I, I think that the the fact that it says half on there, it's it's a little dis- distracting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it, it's a great honey beer. Is it a little cidery? Um, I get I get soapy mm. in the in the nose. Yeah, maybe. And I, and I don't smell bit. much honey. No, but it's, it's very dry and crisp. And if if you're into honey beers, yeah, uh, you won't be disappointed at all in this one. I used to be when I first started drinking beers. I really liked the uh, the Oregon honey ales and some other. I would hunt them out because they were nice and dry. Um, Tastes real strong. Does it have the ABV on there? No, none of that kind of information. Are you guys tasting that alcohol? Yeah, it's a it's a full beer. It's probably like you know five and a half or so. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. No, no it's not a Taste eight or nine beer, but I think it's an American wheat. It's a lot of yeah. beers, sort of a misnomer started by a pyramid. Calling, you know, they call their beer a Hefeweizen. Yeah, my brother's Without up in arms yeast. about that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Now that you've educated him. Yeah, he's up in arms about when it should be told ahead of time which if it's a German half or just a wheat beer. It's good beer. I like it. Yeah, the uh, the orange blossom is definitely, you know, well-balanced with the beer. Yeah. I think the drugs are kicking in. Think everything's going to taste good. Can't what taste do bad. you mean? Hey, Zymergist, you on the line there? Yo, yeah, I'm here. What's happening, brother? Oh, I was just uh, calling it up to uh, uh, say I'm sorry I missed you guys on Super Bowl Sunday because I had brewed uh, a triple uh, batch of beer on the Saturday prior to that, so I didn't wake up till like 3.30 in the afternoon. Oh, man. Yeah, because JP, like, he was crying the whole time. Where's yep. Zymer just? This, yep. this so that, that oh, brewing just took it out of you, all that labor. Yeah. Yeah, well, hey, I was brewing for a good uh, 22 hours. Well, was it worth it? Oh, God, yes. I brewed three damn beers, and then I went home, and then the following day, Monday, I uh, kind of, uh, <clears throat> as you say, uh, Doc, I uh, did a wash, you know, and did some essential oil extraction. Oh, there you essential go. Oil extraction. I'm just fucking you, Jerry. Uh, Plissé is talking to me on the computer here. He's actually... What? He's, oh, John's it? Chicken he's, boy! He's chatting me, and he's given me a list of all the sex offenders in Pacheco. <laughs> he's sent me a list. Yeah, the problem is, is your name and JP's name are both showing up, aren't they? No, it's it's the guy, the old guy next door that keeps his garage door half open. Oh, one's a chick. Cool. There's a chick sex offender <laughs> Excellent. Let's call her up. Does they have her phone number? She's five foot, 113 pounds. <laughs> they give all her dimensions and stuff. Where are we next what's her, to us? What's her, what's her number? She is... Oh, it was a lewd or lascivious act with a child. Not bitch. Yeah. Under the age of 14. Uh, they're all Male or way. female. Uh, she was a... I don't know. Anyway, all right. Hey, thanks, I'm... He's <laughs> reading that. <laughs> no, hey, I just got one quick question for Doc, and I also wanted to wish uh, Chat a belayed uh, birthday uh, greeting, and that I'm going to be sending him something very special that I made on that Monday. Oh, thanks, Simon. Oh, look forward. Hey, to Hey, brother, it. I can't forget you. It's a skin suit. No, conical fermenter. I'm that for JP. No, it's extracted oils. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, From sweet. Scotland, I lad. I'm going to be cropping in it for you. Oh. <laughs> cool, man. Look forward to it. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Sure, you will. No, I got this one question for Doc, oh. please. Oh. Can I just yeah, please, question please. for Doc. Go yeah. ahead. Hey, yeah. Doc, I got a quick question for you. I've All heard right. so many things about doing your wash for essential oil extractions. I got a question for you. Okay. Should I pitch hot or cold? Uh, depends on what the wash is. Is it a corn wash? Yeah. Yeah, I, it's... Uh, 
As soon as, as soon as it gets down to uh, below 80, you can pitch. Getting corn oil? Yeah, because what I did was I made a, a, a 1080 or so thereabouts uh, peated uh, mash, and then uh, I got it down to like six and a half gallons, oh. and uh, the gravity on it was, I think, 1147. Nice. And then the uh, yeast took it on down to, I believe it was... Well, I can't remember exactly because my hydrometer was below the surface of the wash. So I kind of well, esti- guesstimated to be around 960. Uh, you're going to get uh, a lot of extracted oils out of that one. Uh, God, I'm hoping so. I mean, last time I did it, I got about a gallon and a half out of six and a half gallons. All right, great. Thanks for the <laughs> call. JP, Appreciate JP. it. <laughs> oh, JP, did you get that package well, of rubbers I sent you? Brew Dog no. is trying to call Obviously in. Obviously not. Or B Dog is trying to call in. We're drinking That's his the beer. That's the ones with the capsaicin so, in it. So. All right, brother. Thanks, man. <laughs> okay, talk to you guys later. All right. Later, Zammer Later, Zammer. All right. Do I have someone on the other phone, too? Or no? No. Okay. He's trying to call in, but... All right, uh, so what I got to do... Oh, we're tasting another beer here? Whose robust porter is this? Oh, you do have someone on the other line. It's No Remorse. Oh, I thought so. Yeah. Oh, that's whose beer we're about to try. It's okay. No Remorse's robust porter. Are you there, brother? Hey, what's up? Actually, it's a brown porter. I, uh... Yeah, I mistakenly labeled that. Um, you jerk. Liar! It's, actually, uh, John, it's a John Palmer recipe. It's his uh, Porto Palmer with a couple, couple of changes. Did you call him Porno Palmer? <laughs> no. no, but we will from now on. Yeah. Hey, we went to college together. All I can say is... Uh, you went to college with Palmer? I went to the same school as he did. Yeah, different ends of the school yeah. probably, right? Not at the same time, though. <laughs> <laughs> he went in the 80s. I went there in the 1000s. What do you think of this one, Tasty? Don't sit there all quiet all night. What's going on with you? I think it's well, I like it, uh... <laughs> He's <laughs> a little more, a uh, little more going on for Porter. It's more like a. Uh, it's a brown ale, brown or a Southern English brown, maybe. Or something. Yeah, Southern English brown. It's uh, very mild. Uh, if it was, if it had more oomph, it would, would go into the brown Porter category. Yeah, right. But I, I would, I would enter it as a, a brown ale. Yeah. Yep. Anything wrong with it? No. It tastes clean, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, fermented at like sixty-one, sixty-two yeah. with uh, Cal Ale. That's cold. Yeah, Cali will do that. Yeah. In fact, the, the beer is actually a little cold. I'm trying to warm it up a little bit so I can get a little more malt out of it. It's, got, it. A, it's got an ounce, an ounce of, nug, or an ounce of uh, actually, Magnum at 60, and then it's got a three-fourths Willamette and then a half a Willamette at a knockout. So. I think it's a pretty good beer. Mm-hmm. It's just not a porter. I like it. It's nice and malty. No, I, I would put it in as an English uh, brown. Oh, really? Yep. 6%. Doesn't taste 6% too. I like that. Right. Yeah. Good it, was, uh, it, it came in at like 10.60 and I finished out at about like 10.12. So. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's dry enough. It's, it's Yeah. All right, good work, brother. And thanks for sending the beer down, man. Did you have a good time with hey, Gooch? Yeah. What's that? Did you have a good time meeting yeah, with Gooch? Gooch? Yeah, we, we went to the uh, the local brew, uh, brew pub here and we actually sent you guys a bunch of those too. So. Yeah, I think we're going to try one of those next. You, did you bring one of those out, Shit. Yep. Had a couple of those. The, uh, Gooch didn't the creep honey you out. Blossom, honey blossom weed <laughs> from B Dog. Yeah, it's actually that's actually set on a half percent. Time. And uh, uh, yeah. it's nicknamed the uh, the panty melter. Oh, good. I'm glad he sent mother. extra bottles. Then uh, Shat might have to use that on. <laughs> oh, was that the panty wetter? Panty melter. Panty, panty waster. Oh. Panty melter. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that 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 not such a pour you guys are trying. That's my third beer ever. So. 
Really? No. Yeah, my last, my I, last, yep, my last partial grain. I'm now. Uh, I just did two, uh, two all grains, and that's. All I'm doing now. Hey, you're doing a great job, man. Oh, it's, it's a really yeah. clean Good beer. Good job. So for that. Your yeah. third beer you know, you know, I noticed, and I actually I actually want a doctor to give me a little info. I know he's all netted up. No, not but, so much uh, tonight. I'm, yeah. I'm doing a lot better now, tonight. The, the cleaner, the cleaner, or the, the colder I ferment the beer, the, the, the cleaner it is. But And I thought that that was a desired, you know, a thing. But it seems like if you warm it up a little bit, it gets a little... Uh, but these, these get you know a little bit more funky, and maybe that maybe there's a, more of a balance. You know, you need a kind of cold, kind of warm. But it really depends on it depends uh, on the yeast. It depends on uh, the style you're doing. Yeast okay. yeast don't like to uh, have their temperature up and down. Uh, they want to have a straight. Uh, temperature throughout so that you're, that's a better way to treat them you're going to get okay. more consistency out of your yeast so if, if you like the taste of your beer at 61 great try it again try the same everything at 64 and see if it, what, what you like out of there uh, but it depends on the yeast strain and it depends on the the style of beer you're going to be doing uh, a little too warm or uh the uh you know, the temperature that you're not real controlled over, you're going to get a lot of different things out of it. And it, right. might, it, might, it might make you, oh, I fermented at 64. Well, you might have been at 62 one day and 67 the next, and it's up, it's all over the place. So you, you can't really gauge it off of that one. Uh, okay. I, I wouldn't change anything about this beer if, you're, if it's just your daily drinker. If you're going to try to win contest with it, you might want to tweak it a little bit, but I, I, I liked it. It, it, it could what, be long. what I do to make it more of a porter and less of a brown ale. Yeah, if you're shooting for a porter, this isn't it. Uh, but it's not, not not to say it's not a good beer. He says, "What would he do? What malt would he do? The grain bill or oh, roasty? I, um, uh, put some brown malt in if you can find it. Brown malt's really really good thing in you know, brown porters. Okay. Uh, um, try that. I use black patent malt and chocolate malt in that one. With some crystal sixty. So. Uh, try some brown malt in it. Uh, give it a little more body, a little more. Okay. With a brown porter, you really want to have just a uh, a brown brown ale, like a English brown ale on steroids. More, it's just a little more of that into it. So uh, try try a different malt in there. Just change one thing at a time. Don't be all over the board. Don't don't go to sixty four in your temperature and put some different malts in there. You're going to be not not knowing what made the change. Good advice. All right. Okay. So just change one I thing at a time. It. One thing at a time. If you, if you feel like you want to change the temperature on your yeast, go ahead. But don't change anything else on it. Yeah. Hey, no remorse is in the real army too, not the BN army. Yeah, I, I am. It's in both armies. Can you do that? Yeah. Are you allowed to you know, uh, uh, cross army? I don't know. What's don't your know rank? What my rank is in your guys' army. I've only bought stuff from your store. I've never donated yet. So. What's your rank in the the real army? That just makes you a jerk. <laughs> um. I'm not going to disclose that because. Uh, I don't know. Really? You have to go to chat. Go to chat. Yeah, you know, I don't. That's like secret stuff or what? Al Quieta could be listening. Oh, really? Are you a non-com kind of thing? That means he's a high up, doesn't it? Like he could be. That's why, like, like don't generals not wear their stripes in the field and stuff? Yeah, he's an officer. Gucci and B Dog know. They know. And they still talk to you? I think Gucci told me today, but I was too hungover to remember. Hey, Doc, I got a question. Are you in a wheelchair right now? Because I want to get a root canal from a guy in a wheelchair. I'll tell you what. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's not. He's on crutches. <laughs> but I'm I'd on, sit I'm in one for I'm you. I'm on crutches. I, I do have a wheelchair, but it's a pain in the ass to use. So. All right, brother. Like, All right, time for the operation. You know? Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> thank you for the beer, and thanks for calling, man. Man for life. Later. Well, he said he wanted a uh, root canal. Didn't say he needed one. He just wants to get one. Okay. All right. Uh, should I go through these questions? Yeah, from sure. people. Uh, let's, let's talk about this beer we just poured before we. There's another one. What's well, a commercial one? Puget Sound Porter. <coughs> oh yeah, that's what these guys they sent. B Dog and Gooch and No Remorse all sent in this stuff. They sent like what four different commercial beers to us too, didn't they, uh, Shet? Yes. This one's from uh, Harmon. This is Harmon Brewery, right? Harmon Brewery, Washington. Yeah, and it's Puget Sound Porter. What do you think, uh, Doc? You liking it? Yeah, I like it. Um, when, I want, when I want a porter, this is uh, what yeah, I want. It's nice and roasty. Nice and roasty, but not ungodly roasty. And when I want a porter, it's roasty but light still. Really good body. When was the last mm-hmm. break we had? You want a break before I do all this? There's a lot of people asking for breaks. They need a pee break? Yeah. That's cool because i got to run a couple more spots. So we could take a break, come back, and um, and then do this. And oh, uh, you have, and you have Grubs18 on the phone again asking about he- an actual beer question oh, about hey, heavy tension. Grubs, oh, dude, week. Dude. Okay, Grubs. Grubs, you're going to have to wait on the line till after the break. Doc will answer <laughs> your question. All right. Yeah. All right, stick with us. When we come back, we're going to try a couple commercial beers, and I'm going to answer. I had said I would answer questions, just whatever you want to know, and I'll answer the best I can because I don't care today. So uh, if you have those, send them in. I will answer the ones that are already here. Hang in there. Be right back. listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Did you know that every day a brewcaster goes to bed hungry? Did you know that that brewcaster is silently calling for the help of people just like you? Do you know that every day the unicorn and the rainbow have to blow sailors for loose change? For less than the cost of a half-calf, quad-shot, venti, extra-hot, soy milk, triple-pump, hazel, low-fat foam, double-cupped macchiato a day, you can help starving adults in Pacheco. Your love can be felt for as little as seven cents a day. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate to sign up today for as little as $2 a month. Private first class in the BN Army. Buy your way up the ranks as corporal, sergeant, ranger, or colonel with an easy-to-do monthly donation that keeps brewcasters alive and your favorite internet radio station broadcasting. No donation is too small to help those in need. Can't you find it in your heart to share your love with a brewcaster? In return, you will enjoy the wealth of knowledge that comes with every episode of the session. The Jamil Show and Yes even that other show. Thank you for listening, and please sign up for your donation at thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate today. Well, I have to confess I love you so much I sing to the skies When my lips you touch From the very highest mountaintop Declaring stridently I love you so much I want you inside of me, beer I love you, beer I love you, beer I love you, beer 
just fill me up Like a portside horn When she takes on the crew Of a man of war Oh, fill me to the brim And I'll call out for more I take so much of you Until my throat grows sore Oh, beer I love you, beer I love you, beer I love you, beer From my head down to my feet It's you that makes me complete Cause I don't wanna see I love you when you're warm I love you when you're cold I love you when you are new And I love you when you're old To the gates of hell I swear It's you I'll follow I love you so much I'd even swallow You beer I love you, beer. I love you, beer. I love you, beer. What have you gotten out of a vial of White Labs yeast? WLP 001, Cal Ale, baby. 23, Burton Ale. 008, East Coast Ale. Cal Common, WLP 810. Gonna be WLP 400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew-your-own-clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Attention homebrew shop owners. At Fermentap, they know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless stone false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper wort chillers are the best on the market. Designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion chillers. They actually invented the equipment to make these chillers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients including vanilla beans, 
sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeast, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at fermentap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. Fermentap, better beer through innovation. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program, everybody, and wrapping things up here. Uh, a couple <laughs> so of things left to do. Yeah, I know. Man, this uh, Puget Sound Porter is awesome. It's incredible. From yeah. Harmon Brewery up there in Washington. It's really good. It's nice stuff. Thanks for sending it. Yeah, really appreciate that, guys. It's always nice people do that. So we got like four. Thanks for opening it. We we got like four boxes of beer for you, man. That uh, we're uh, chilling down and, chilling. and we're gonna have a good show. Oh, we're gonna make it a good show. Yeah. But, uh, be the it'll be the return of drunk doc. I have a feeling. Oh yeah, I'm, oh. I, I can I can feel my head the next day already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You better put in some time with the family the next couple weeks so we can make that happen. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, I don't. You see scored any. some points yesterday. You got home early. You know, you only went to the wedding for just a little while. Yeah, I had to get the family through it. We've gotten you home early for the past couple weeks, even after the celebrator thing. Instead of we tried to get you to come rock and roll with us, and you you were a good boy. You went home. I was a good boy. Went home. I didn't so, have much more in me at that point. Yeah. Yeah. How was that uh, Stella Artois you had that night? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you got you got to tell him about was that. that pretty good. JP the ass face. Man we were all in guy, on it, dude. Yeah, so I'm up there trying to make the show work for you guys, so I could play the you know the and show we had just recorded. Shenanigans. These little shenanigans. Well, I think it was your fault because you had no beer in the room when we when there's like 20 people crammed into your hotel room and there's no beer. Doc, whose fault is that? JP's or Shat's or something. Shat, who's the producer mine? of the goddamn that. show? Beer and beer not in the room. That is Shat's fault. I apologize. Hey. I apologize. <laughs> it's my fault. It's all my my fault. Bad. I got no timing. Apologize. I got no timing. So I'm I up didn't there making the but if I did, I would bring this. I'm up there making the show work, making it happen. We're these drinking. Guys, these guys are down drinking in the bar. You know, no way, just hanging out. I think you kicked us out so you could actually work. I didn't kick you out. Actually, Mike White kicked you guys out. He was militant about this. Mm-hmm. Well, he wanted something else to do. <clears throat> yes, I think he that's it. Yeah. drink. Yeah. No, Mike White's co- he's cool. You know what? They're always giving me good advice too. Like they they care about the BN. They really do. He's like, "Listen, you better get upstairs. You you take care of your listeners. That those are your listeners. You go take care of them." You know, he, <laughs> he he cares. He was like really concerned. I was like, "I am. I got to pack up all my stuff, man." 
Anyway. So, you guys order me a beer, being the gentleman that you are. And it was ready for you when you got there, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I think that you're being gentlemanly. They only had, for a big hotel, they had about four beers. Yeah. We were disappointed. So, you got, what'd you get, a bass, didn't you? I got a bass, yeah. Yep. So, I have a nice yellow beer in front of me. A couple drinks of it. You told me it was Stella. (laughs) Told me it was Stella. Well, you taste it, you go, trimmer? The first thing I thought it was trimmer. I tasted hops. I really like Trimmer. Tasted some hops. And they're snickering under their breaths at me. And I let it go. Not paying too much attention. Having a good time. I'm in a good mood. It's been a long day of drinking. And they keep going. And, 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 and it sounds a lot like this, at least in my ears. How is your Stella? Tell us how your Stella is. Mm, Stella. No, it, it was actually really underplayed. Because you, you suddenly you drank it. And nobody, I drank about nobody, half of it. Nobody said anything. And we all look and nobody said anything. No. Turns out, after they keep asking, how did you it? I finally go, all right, what'd you guys do? Somebody put a roofie in here or something? And this is when I find out I'm drinking a Miller Lite. Yeah! Oh. Miller Lite! <laughs> the ultimate taste test. My shitty palate has no idea. Actually, I got to give you props because you had already been drinking like five hours. Yeah, it was like a four oh, hours of free beer. Oh, beer. no, no, no. Come on. Now, he, come on now, you Thank dicks. You. He was, he, he, <laughs> let him. Go, don't give me that crap. I, I got to give him a little bit of slack because he had been drinking. I just, will say this. I will up. stand by my original statement that I said when I thought it was a trimmer before I knew it was a Miller Lite. I tasted hops in that beer. Yeah. Because it was a Miller and not a butt. Maybe so. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And I'll tell you what. Now I'd like us all to do maybe a bit of a blind taste test among the big three and see if anybody else can taste hops. Right. Because I stand by my statement that I tasted hops. Where did I read it that uh, I think it's Budweiser up their hop IBUs lately yeah. up, up to... Uh, 15 uh, or 12 or whatever the human threshold they're now above is. The threshold now? They're, now they're above oh, the threshold. Oh, very bold. Yes. They, wow. Yeah, I just read that recently. That they actually just raised it just above the threshold now. I see. Instead of saying, hey, we put hops in it, they go, oh, and you can taste, taste them. <laughs> I think I still got this dude on the line. Dude. Grub. <laughs> hey, Grub, you still there, man? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> don't cry, dude. I know, Grubbs is lonely. I don't want him to kill himself. Grubbs, don't kill yourself tonight. Yeah. Get off the chair. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> Cheer up, oh, man. man. You got question. you got a bunch of friends here. We're all friends. Where's he from again? Where are you from, Grubbs? Again? I'm from Illinois. I'm pretty close to Boob. Oh, yeah? Have you ever met him in person? No. Yeah. Good. No. Do you want to? No. <laughs> All right. Did you have a real a real beer question? Yes, a real beer question. But I forgot it. All right. Go ahead. I was just wondering because uh, we make a lot of beer in my house. Uh-huh. Oh, you do homebrew? Homebrew, yes. A lot of homebrew. Mm-hmm. But we're entering a bunch of beers in the competition. Okay. And our head retention is shit for some reason. Our taste is spot on, but the head retention, is there something we can do to get better head retention without changing the flavor? Doc? I was talking to Weasel, sorry. Well, <laughs> <laughs> tasty? Is the, yeah, it's like, you'll get the idea in a second, though. 
drinking? Oh, I'm drinking now. Yeah, he's back on the, yeah. hey, off Doc, the wagon. I'm wagoning. Hey, Doc, we're still on the air, huh? Okay. Hey, look, you know, I had some important beer things to talk about. Right. Just didn't have to do with you. <laughs> or the caller, or the listeners at all whatsoever. Or, or this program. Yeah. Tasty, go ahead, please. Well, uh, first of all, Doc, the, uh, the caller's asking... Um, his beers are all like flat, you know, like still in the glass. There's no lacing, no head retention, hardly okay. anything at all. They're not flat. Well, no, okay. So the beers are well carbonated. It's not flat. But still no head retention, huh? Okay. How's your Stella? Asshole! They're not flat! <laughs> oh, you good. Okay. You got lively there, didn't you? Uh, um, <laughs> I thought he was a. I hate to say this, but. Is this air Are you looking for head? But no, um, if it, if it's, I'm always looking for it. Uh, exactly, but if it's just, it could be just your beer glasses and how you're washing them. If they're uh, not clean enough and they've got some so- soap residue, they're going to kill the head in your beer. You say they're carbonated. They're clean! You say they're carbonated. No, no, we don't wash our beer glasses with soap. We we just rinse them with hot water, very good with a brush. Okay. And hot water. All right. Um. Ask me if those beers are carbonated. It, are they carbonated? <laughs> they are carbonated. They're not flat! <laughs> all right, we're just fucking with you a little bit. Uh, no. Um, are they Are they all like that? Bit. you got to look at... If they're all like that, you got to look at process. If it's just a couple of your different beers, it, it might be your recipe. Um the, whether the, the foam on the top of the beer is going to be more more due to uh, the the protein content in your beers. So if you got a real thin beer, uh, or if you're doing all grain, and you've done uh, too much of a protein rest on it, you, you knocked out all the proteins. Uh, you said protein. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're going to not. You, it's not going to have a, a head on it. Are they carbonated? <laughs> they are carbonated. They are carbonated. I, I would I would look at first I would look at your, your your glassware. Next I'd look at your process. And then third I would look at uh your Carbonating reci- re- your recipes. We don't use soap Uh I've heard people washing their glasses in salt. Uh just to uh, scrub them clean. Are you serious? Yep. And then really rinsing them well. Uh, washing them in salt? Salt. I've heard that one. I don't know. I, I haven't tried it. It's just something I'm throwing out there. I don't have any salt. Yeah, uh, salt. Just a regular old table. Not, you know, just scrub it on the on your nasty old sponge and ugh. get a new sponge. No, we use fresh sponges. Fresh sponges. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, w- I would look at things in that order and see what happens. It's an interesting order. I get the point though there because it's hardly a recipe issue because there's so many there's so, things in, in in a beer that'll give you head retention. It's yeah. hard not to get head retention. And it, if it's every beer, then it's probably not your recipe. Right. Hey, speaking of head retention, uh, Shu hooked up with one of the bridesmaids last night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just one. Wow. Just one. Yeah. Is that below, that's she had, goal? She had big old fake boobies. I got to poke them. You did? Yeah. What was going on there? Oh, yes. Hey, sorry, no remorse. Or, not no remorse. What's his name again? Grubbs. Grubbs 18, baby. Yeah. All right, brother. Hey, thanks for the call, man. No problem. All right. Hey, carbonate your fucking beer next time. I'm sorry for keeping crying, but I really wanted to ask a question. No, I appreciate it. I'm glad you hung on the line. And guess what? You are officially drunk of the week. No! Congratulations to Grubbs. What? Our yeah. drunk yeah. of the week. Yeah. Yes. You're in the running for drunk of the year. That's right. Congratulations, my brother. <laughs> Later, man.
I wish I could uke for you. Yeah, that's all right. You did well. You did good. As long as you don't uke on us. <laughs> Later, brother. Later. See you too. All right. Yeah. So Schumann right, Shum- took home uh, oh. the fake breasted. Um, yeah, you say that's like a bad thing? No, not at all. Uh, he went. He took her home. He played find the scar. <laughs> Nice. What? What? The areola or under the armpit. And what, what did Chad? What did Chad say? Uh, uh, good uniform, bad helmet. Oh yeah, yeah. she yeah. was kind of a butterface. Yeah. See, yeah. I think that's why I didn't notice what you said. He took her, took one of the bridesmaids home. I, I'm thinking which which one? I know because I, um, you know, then none of them were really. Bad. They were none. None were striking. She was all right. She wasn't a train wreck. She just had a butterface. No, no. Yeah. yeah. You know, she was well. well she wasn't a train wreck. Monet. She wasn't a parade either. Yeah. It's true. Uh, we have a special guest on the line. Yeah. Yeah. Caller, who are we talking to? Hello. <laughs> Hello? It's MedTech again, isn't Hello? it? Hello? <laughs> yeah, it's got a, Yeah? Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> the Verizon. I have a question for Doc. All right. Why does everybody have a question for me tonight? Yeah, because you've been out of commission for okay. weeks. Every time All you right. hear you're <laughs> stoned out of your mind. Tell you what, I hope I have an answer for you. <laughs> Do you have any good beer recipes for breast milk? Oh, god <laughs> damn it. Keep little, right. Maybe uh, a little uh, dairy porter you or know, something. When uh, we were having our kids, every, all the other fathers were all talking about everybody sampled the tap. I gotta admit, I, I never sampled the tap. Yeah, maybe it's Mrs. Yeah. Doc calling in to, to say congratulations. I never sampled my wife's tap. <laughs> MedTech, you sampled the tap, didn't you? Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's nasty. That's probably not, but I, I can't, Make like I can't speak for it. Or something? Come on. Uh, you don't have any breast milk uh, beer recipes, Doc? Not for my wife. Tell you what, man. <laughs> if you ever gave me a beer and I drank it, you told me afterward it had your wife's boob milk in there. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, that, what that be freaking out. Milk, do. milk style. Sounds like a challenge yeah. for the anniversary show. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uke all over the place. Yeah, you'd probably throw it up and drink it again. <laughs> what you would do. Oh. It's I'm good to have you back, MedTech. I'm going to think up things to Creepy drink bastard. drunk junga. Drunk <laughs> drink junk drunga drunga. Drink junga you with. I have a feeling we're hoteling it this year, so we're going to have to do hotel version of drunk jenga, which we've done to H2. Oh, no, it's pretty good. We, we did it to H two at the NHC, and uh, we put. Where are we gonna brew? We got the lamp on them and all kinds. Oh of yeah. Stuff. You know, oh, I think we could get you know that maid's cart <laughs> with all this stuff on it. Yeah. You know, I, you know what I want to do is uh, is uh, where you take all the empty bottles and the, you know the guys passed out on the ground and line them up. Oh yeah, them, yeah, do a little do, body outline. Yeah, that yeah that uh, yeah. victim outline. Just yeah. Them on top of one guy who falls asleep, even though everyone says he passed out. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, fell asleep and didn't wake up? You had your shoes on, dude. You passed out. Yep. If your shoes are on, you passed out. You're lucky there was not duct tape involved. You are lucky. Ask Oz. Yeah. All right, brother. All right. Later. He's lucky his window didn't get knocked on that night. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Yours th- did, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, crazy. That's yes. right. I think crazy bitch is lucky she didn't knock on his was window. Was that actually the night that she went into the neighbor's house? Mm-hmm. It was the anniversary night, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Wow. Yeah, he's probably on that map. And he was passed out right in that room. Yeah. He's probably listening to the show, you know, passed out with us. All right, let me go through these questions. i got to get them yeah. answered for people. 
Uh, oh, wait, what are we drinking here? Oh, I, I got. I got. I'm still drinking like, like porters or no, something. No, no, we got no, something. We got another else. one here. Now we oh, got the. We'll uh, help a brother out. Harmon Brewery, uh, point, or you? Yeah. Point Defiance IPA. McDowell, you need to be on these things. Man. No, the, it's the little, the little glass. That one. No, no, the little. The, Why? Oh, really? Because it, that you know, it's uh, the tasty glass. Let's see what the difference is, Doc. I think you're getting a little uh, ADD on us. You know, someone's got to be around here. <laughs> Nothing gets done. Surprised you guys didn't comment about how OCD I was at the celebrator party that night. I, I know. I, I was watching it. I was freaking out, man. I don't know what it was. For one, I'm really, it's getting bad. For one, I couldn't get the word charcuterie out of my head. <laughs> it just kept tumbling through my head all day long. Charcuterie, charcuterie, charcuterie. He said cooter. And I kept going, man, you are going fucking nuts. You can't get these words out of your head now. And then I'm at the celebrator party, and I, like, I'm like i setting up the table, and uh, people are putting glasses down, and I have to move them two inches to the side. Like, that's not the right spot. It was bad news, man. Okay, I... I call you. You got you run over. You get us in the comp into the room. Yeah, like you're supposed to. Yeah, and you run. Where do you go? And we're, we I don't even know where our table is. This room is huge. Yeah, and we're looking. We're scanning the room. We find oh there he's over in the corner. And what are you doing? You're fucking with cables. I'm tidying cables. You're tidying cables. Like <laughs> like was, it matters. It's getting bad, man. I was really freaking out. I've been okay since then, but it was a bad day. Long day of drinking, and I just really OCD. It happens. All right, here, let me uh, go through these questions. All right, so these are from earlier in the show. I said I would answer questions, uh, just about whatever. Uh, first one that came through is, how much weed do you smoke to me? I didn't write it. <clears throat> I don't know. Why do people think I smoke weed? He doesn't. Uh, I don't smoke weed anymore. I used to. I used to smoke weed like it was going out of style. I used to smoke weed like it was... The- I like that we're still having this conversation. Yeah. What? That I don't smoke weed? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm with Justin. I, mean, I just yeah. I smoked my share yeah. early on. I I will say this, I have tried a couple of on a couple of occasions since I quit smoking a few years back and I just don't enjoy it anymore. I freak out. I just sit there thinking about how miserable my life is and you know, I got to I start telling myself I got to go get a job and it's <laughs> bad news, man. I- uh, to reflect, that, this, is this yeah, normal? exactly. That's, you know, that should be your normal thought. <laughs> you should be out getting that fucking job. <laughs> Not when I'm high. Yeah. yeah. Then what are we going to do Sundays, Doc? Shut up. Yeah. Okay. I am. I'm just too. You won't reflective. have a job on Sunday. It's drives That's me crazy. Cr- I don't want to think about that stuff. Drive a man insane. So I don't smoke weed anymore. I just don't do it. I I don't uh, for a lot of reasons. I stopped because I I was losing all, all short term memory. <laughs> and about uh, what? It, Everything. What do you mean? <laughs> what? About what? What's that? My mouth. Oh, my tongue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's long-term memory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and now it's just like I don't have enough time to kick back and enjoy my high because uh, I've, I've got to be somewhere. And I just don't enjoy it. I'll tell you. The last time I tried it, it was at Burning Man. Someone was passing around a doobie, and I smoked it, and I had a great time. Burning Man. That was the only period of time i didn't have a good time i just sat there and you know what i was doing then i sat there looking around at a bunch of fat people and i started to think about how how i'm going to be just a big fat disgusting load if i keep up this <laughs> right. lifestyle yeah the no, fat and, naked people were already there you just noticed them i just noticed them, but i started i why couldn't i just like laugh at them like a normal high person i sat there going All like right, i could be one i'm gonna be this guy i'm gonna be a big fat load <laughs> loser if, with, no I don't, with no jobs with no jobs 
I don't do anything. That's what I sat there doing. It was terrible. So I don't smoke weed. All right. That's the, that's the, all right. Ask if Justin is gay. Uh, I'm not gay. Hey, are you gay? It's not gay if it's after midnight, yeah. and it's not gay if you don't remember it the next day. And bi is not gay. It's not gay if you finish. No, it is gay if you finish. It is gay if you finish, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about the anniversary show? Talked about that earlier. It's looking like it's going to be on the 14th. I'm going to try to confirm with you guys next week. They want like a wear, though, too. Uh, ask what's up with Daniela and Rubbermaid. Uh, she works for Rubbermaid. She works for a division of Rubbermaid. But she, don't ever uh, call her Rubbermaid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> gets a little ugly on that. I ugly. stopped doing that years ago when I left Germany. I do not want to talk about it. What's the tool company she works for? He said tool. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Trojan? Uh, no, uh, no, a different tool. I'm sorry. Black and Decker? No. Black and no, Rubbermaid oh, own, owns. You are so racist, company. Chad. You yeah. know that. But they own it. anyway. She works for a division of Rubbermaid. So all right, there you go. Uh, Someone will call in. And let us know. Actually, probably when, the chat room will like spike up with that. Yeah, right Bob now. will probably know exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. When is Vinny Chilerzo coming back? I have a lot of sour beer questions. From where? Um, back on the show, I think. Uh, <laughs> he will. Uh, he said at the celebrated party that he's really last looking, week when we were drinking with him. Yes, that he's really looking forward to coming back. Actually, and uh, but he's about to open his new brewery. So don't talk to him while he's opening <laughs> anything new. We're gonna wait for that to pass. And by the way, if you didn't listen to the celebrator show that we did, uh, I think he said the brewery in like. 60 days, couple of months, yeah. uh, production facility up and running, so you're going to find some beer. Yeah, you can't even talk to him when he's going to open something new. Yeah. Uh, he, he just puts all his focus into that one. He'll, it's like he's saying hi as he's running through the room. Yeah. But he does want to do the show. He loves doing the show, and he's a lot of fun to have. So um, maybe May. I'm going to guess right now that we might be able to get him around May or something like that. And the keyword is May. Yeah. Um, here is another question. Irwin uh, Industrial. Irwin, that's right. Thank Code. you. Irwin Tools. Knew it. Irwin Correct. Code. Okay. Irwin Tools. They get the job done, kind of. Irwin Tools. Next question is, Sorry. what's up with Plissé? Um, we don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Plissé's around. He does the Jamil right. show every other Monday, hanging out here. And, uh, Email him. Ask him if he's married. Um, he might be getting married. Yeah, he's uh, him and his girlfriend. No, ge- generally, uh, Sunday night know, is when uh, he spends his time with his uh, girlfriend. Yeah, and uh, and Monday night, no Tuesday show activity night. for. He does the Jamil show. Night, if she's out of town and he's got <laughs> and nothing Thursday to do, night. he shows up here, which and is great. Yeah, um, and Saturday, I, you know, I, can't, I can't fault him for that. No, of if that's their only night together for the week, and we we get in there with it. These aren't fun. You guys are making these not fun right now. Okay, fine. Okay. It's the truth, though. I said I'd answer. I didn't say I was going to lie. It's because you're angry that he has a girlfriend, even though you... That is not the thing at all! Uh, i got to say something, though. He did Skype in tonight, so something's up. He was typing me. He might still be there. I don't know. Uh, okay, uh, when is the last time Justin homebrewed? I brewed an ESB for Sam's wedding, so that was three weeks ago. I brewed three and weeks before ago. before that, he uh, brew, and brewed with me, and, and he uh, brewed the Export. The Dortmunder Export, which, by the way, is the most wonderful beer ever to uh, grace the face of What the do you earth. think of that, Weasel? It was a fantastic Excellent. Dortmunder. It's good, right? That was really good. I did you a good job. You way though. too much of that way too fast, unfortunately. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, okay, so, yeah, I brewed three weeks ago and then a week before that. Um, I think that's it. Oh, where is the Jane hat? It's on my mantle. 
It's on top of a bottle of. Uh, it's on top of a magnum of damnation, just sitting there keeping you said it mantle, keeping it cozy. It's a magnum. And is that it? There are some of us that have sent beer to Doc. Uh, a rundown of what's been received. Uh, I don't have that. Chad was supposed to have that, and he did not have that. Let's run me. it down because I don't even know. And I'm, I I'm so appreciative of uh, what everybody's sending in. Yeah, I, I, I'm afraid that we're going to try to do it all in one night. I know I saw the list on the forum, and it looks awesome, but we don't know what's actually here. Well, we're, we're going to Chad and I are going to have to sit down and uh, at least tear it up so we can uh, yeah. get get through most of it and yeah. not kill ourselves. Definitely. All right, and it looks like the last question is, uh, were there any crazy bitch sightings lately? Chad, have you seen the crazy bitch? Even a text message would be a sighting. Well, yes. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh. When? I didn't know that there was a sighting. Chad. Uh, phone call last night. Oh, but not an appearance. No. You sure? Well, Ch- Chad has control of appearance. Are Besides, there... he was out of wedding. No, he doesn't have control of the appearance. I do now. You do? Oh, <laughs> you, think, you put uh, the smack down? Lead down the law. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Have has there been? Uh, have you seen her since when she showed up and you threw her right back out? When I actually had the uh, the sighting, I myself? think she knows better than show up in the daytime. Have you seen her since then? No. Are you lying? Yes. No. Remember that you were under BN Army oath. Oh. Yeah. You have. Not that I can remember. Have you been yeah. laid? Oh, come on. Have you been laid since then? <laughs> Define laid. That's a good question. That is a good question. <laughs> What's the answer, Chad? No. <sighs> I don't I believe him. No. I just don't blame him. It's like we're watching The View here. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Tasty. Only we can say the cunt word and not get in trouble. Hey. What? Come on, huh? It was The View. Uh, you have a caller. Uh, <laughs> Smokey's online has a beer question, which is odd for this late in the show. Smokey, Smokey what's happening, brother? Is it carbonated? Hey, how you doing, guys? Doing real good. How are you, man? I'm not bad. Uh, my brother-in-law came out a couple of weeks ago from Louisiana. We brewed an ESB. I was trying to get him into brewing. Where are you, where are you calling from? Brew. I'm from Vegas. Okay, cool. We did an extract brew. Uh, it was a northern brewer kit. I do extract. Um, it was a YSB, I think a 1968... Uh, or I mean, I'm sorry, a white yeast, 1968. Um, I kegged it. Um, I tapped it. It's uh, cloudy. It tastes good, but I can't drink it because the next day I have such bad gas that I can't stand myself. Mm. Is that <laughs> is that an infection of some sort? No. What what did uh, it finish at? Colon infection. Uh, about ten. 10.49. No, finish. Finish, finish, finish. Like your, 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 oh, your oh, final oh, gravity. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. um, was it uh, 10.12? What are you asking for, Doc, if it's well, higher If sugar? it's higher, he's going to get more unfermentable sugars. That you're yeah, like, like extra. And that'll make you toot? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? It takes place yeah. in your stomach. Yeah, in your intestines. In your intestines. Oh. Cause what what uh, those yeast can't do, yeah. the bacteria in your gut will... I'll, I'll make it, things go on. Yeah. Uh, oh, is this, is this a two-part question? Because it's, it's cloudy. And you're, yeah, it's cloudy. Um, that's more likely has to do with your water. Uh, yeah. I, I know uh, Vegas water just sucks for brewing. 
Oh, yeah, you don't use yeah, the water. Yeah, I used half and half. I used uh, half spring water, you know, like uh, arrowhead water and half tap water. And if you're, um... Are you treating the tap water? No. Dude, um, you can't use that water. Oh, the, the, or one of the things, if you're an extract brewer, you don't know what their water was like. So you could be doubling up on all uh, the minerals that are already in their water. Right. Uh, try the same same one with all Arrowhead water and see okay. what happens. Okay. That, that might be great. part it of it. That's not going to make great. you stop tooting now. Yeah, it's not bad. It tastes great, but man, I mean, you know, it's bad when you can't stand your own brand. Yeah, know? it is. I mean, it runs me right out of the. Room. Well, you don't even like your own brand. Yeah, I had oh, that. Man, a, it's horrible. I had that a couple weeks ago. It was yeah. bad news. That, that's when you know it's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were, were you eating anything with it? Some no. bad spam or anything? Or some good spam? No, man, I'm an alcoholic. I just <laughs> yeah. drink. Ah, a boy. Well. <laughs> Yeah, maybe just brew something else. <laughs> or keep the windows open. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> don't drink that in the summer out there, that's for sure, because everything has to be closed up. Well, you know, it's great for a Dutch oven, though. You know, yeah. when the lights are home late at night, you know. True that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll try that. Thanks, brother. Yeah, use it for, coo- use it for cooking. That guy sounds like he could be Bub's brother. I know, he did sound like Bub. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, we went to Sam's bachelor party. So I was up drinking the night before, and uh, I don't know what it was. It was real bad. And I had um, I had an Odwalla Sea Monster. You ever seen those Odwalla juices? They're expensive. It's like $5 for a stupid little thing of juice. But it's really good juice. I drank that. Real bad gas in the car right up there. Shat's car. Smelt like smelt like uh, uh, citrus. You could smell the vitamin C that I just drank out of, the, out of the juice. Brutal. But then these idiots, you know, we're on the way up there. We're, we're going to the. We were going skiing. Sam wanted to go. Yeah. He wanted to hit the slopes before hitting the casinos that night. So we did that. And these idiots uh, want to stop and get some breakfast. So you got to go fast food. So we, they, I know you hate that in the morning. Oh my God! They make me go to Carl's Jr. I'm begging them. Please, can we just eat anything? Give me a slice of bread. Something. Carl's Jr. It's what everybody wants. I didn't know they did breakfast. These bunch of dopes. Oh, they have good breakfast. Oh, it's not good. I ate a uh, breakfast burrito. Now you, you. It took about 14 minutes to get through me. I'm going to tell you that right now. We had to stop at the Carl's Jr. two exits down so to that I could it. So I could return. Yeah, that's true. So I could make a deposit. I, I'm not exaggerating. He was two exits it. down. Yeah. Not like that. Tell you what, that vitamin C gas turned into a lot worse than that. And it stuck around for three days. Yeah. That fast food does to me now. <laughs> Maybe it was the juice. I don't what, think so. I drink ju- the what, juice all the time. What do Jewish people have to do with this, Chad? <laughs> <What's> <laughs> Seriously. Juice? You're a jerk. It was, uh, I can't eat fast food anymore. I can't, not even a little bit. F'd me up. I guess Carl's Jr. was sponsor. That sounds like that juice kind of fucked you up too, man. Really, come on. Maybe, yeah. It, I think that know, was already going. It was a start. It had, it had all the, the drinking. Juice, the juice primed you, baby. It killed everything in your gut, and then all yeah. of a sudden you introduced all, introduced all this other stuff. All Formaldehyde and whatever yeah, all other all that preservative cool they yeah, put in there. All kinds of trace elements in there. Who knows? Probably had nothing to do with the drinking that weekend, too. No, of course yeah. not. It was yeah. the fast food. Yeah. Uh, what else do I have other Or, or they got you up that god-awful early in the morning. Yeah, 5 o'clock. I went to bed at 3. Oh. Why did you go to bed? I don't know. What the fuck were you thinking? I took a sleeping pill, too. I was like, uh, I'll never get to sleep. So I get. To, I think I, I laid down at 2. I took a sleeping pill. I wanted to get a little bit of rest because I knew I would just lay there in insomniac and, and not go to sleep. I wanted to get some rest. It was going to be a long weekend. What a dumb thing to do. Three hours later, yeah. I'm, in, I'm comatose. I got to wake up at 5. But it was the only way I was even going to get three hours of sleep. 
Are you, I know you better than that. You sleep in the car. <laughs> I didn't. I was actually got up. He, he was up, yeah. Cup of coffee. My gas kept waking me up. It was rumbling. <laughs> the landlord made him nervous. He had to stay up. Our landlord is with us. Yeah. No. He passed out the... Racer X? Yeah, yeah. He started Officer X. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Wright got a gun. He's a dope. Did he bring his gun? He did. <laughs> I told you my that. Rifle, that was the I didn't tell you the story? Oh, uh, no. Yeah, you told him. No, it was on lunch meat. <laughs> you guys that whole meat? story was on yeah. dark meat. All right, real quick. I'm going to give you that brief no, version. Oh, make him listen to the show. Oh, we're just shooting off the back deck? No, he, <laughs> he, he doesn't really drink, so he's drinking at the he bachelor thinks he party, does. though. No, he doesn't even think he does. He's straight. He's born again. He's on the straight and narrow. He doesn't drink a whole lot. So he's not against drinking. He just doesn't do it very often. He's out there. He's, he's drinking. And he's he's hammered, and he's just spouting off at the mouth, a bunch of dumb things. We're walking through a casino. He starts yelling out, I have a gun! I've got a gun! Right here, I have a gun! And the, it's, a, it's a Saturday night crowded casino. He wasn't wrestled to the ground? I, I wrestled him to the ground. I tackled him hand over the mouth. You could say pretty much anything around me. I don't care. You know that. Justin jumped on him. I've you never st- seen Justin move like that. Well, I, he, he does have that medal from junior high for wrestling. That's so. right. I do, as a matter it's of up, fact. It's up there on the award board. I, yeah, I leapt like 10 <laughs> feet. Hand over the mouth. Nathan, you got to shut up, man. You cannot. Yeah, you, he's a police officer. Him, of all people, knows you can't go yelling out that you got a, a gun. I, I got a pertinent question. He'll be suspended for that if he if he if people found out. You what can't kind of, do that. What kind of gun did he have? I didn't ask. I oh, just told on. him to shut up. If you're going drinking, you can't have your piece on you. I don't think he, he's, I, he's not supposed to. No. I don't think he had his piece on him. I think he thought Maybe he, he wasn't was talking a, about his. He was making weapon. A funny he was joke. pulling on his wallet like to show us like bad. This is my yeah. rifle. This, this is, is my gun. gun. Yeah. One yeah. is for yeah. fighting. This, this is, is for fun. fun. All right, you took it. <laughs> Sound uh, off. One, two. Yeah, I don't think that he actually had the weapon. I think he just. I don't think he has a gun. Yeah, I tackled that guy. Because later that night, you would have saw it. That's true. You barge into his room. Yeah, we we went. Uh, we tend to do that when we get drunk. Usually, Shat gets the brunt of it because uh, we're always up late, and these people pass I'm out learning, early. Though. I'm learning. Shat locked his door, and he put on earplugs the other night. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just tend to, you know, we're having a good time. We figure everyone else wants to have a good time, and you run out of stuff to do, <laughs> whether they sleeping. know whether they know it or not. So we go barging into doors and just jumping on top of people, and be like, "Hey, wake up!" You know, I'm gonna fun. remember that. So we did it to Nathan. Uh, the, oh yeah, that'd be fun, Officer X. I, I'm sorry. Uh, we ju- we go ju- as soon as we open the door. Like, and we open the door, we're diving for the bed just to jump on top he of people. Firing at you. He's already up. He's jumped up and he's he's finger gunning us. He jumps up. <laughs> he's got his finger gun in his hand and he and he and he's waving it around the room. He can't see anything. He's a blind man shooting in the dark. He just uh, he's quick, man. He's an officer of the law, and he meant it. Sleeps with one eye open. Yeah, the brown one. Who's on the phone? Dead jingle. I don't know. I I didn't even get a chance to answer it. You were quick on the hold button. Oh, uh, caller. Who are we talking uh, to? This is Staten's. I, I mean, uh, Satan's Brewery. Hey, Satan's Brewery. What's that? Where are you calling from? Get your from? tea straight. Yeah. Where are you calling from? Uh, my phone. <laughs> 
hang up on you. Smart ass answers. F you. Oh, hey, Satan's Brewery. You just done got served. You got served. <laughs> JP's the enough smart ass for all of us. I don't need you people doing it. Yeah, whatever. I didn't even hear him. Because you're not. You stopped listening to the show a long time ago. <laughs> yep. Uh, here is a beer question. As soon as my light goes on, I'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, should we store corked beer on its side if we plan on putting it down for several years? Oh. I've heard that it doesn't matter with, with beer because it's pressurized. Wine you have to do on site because you need to keep the cork wet and there's no pressure. The, the, well, the cork is to keep keep it wet to keep it uh, you said pressure. swollen yeah. against the sides to, to keep it. You there. said swollen. Swollen. Uh, more people, more and more people are, are going to uh, waxing the beer caps. Yeah. If you're going to leave it for a long time, because even the crown caps. Oh, just like, you mean like dip the top of it in wax? Yeah. I see. And, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to keep it on its side. All right. Keep, okay. Keep the cork wet. It's not going to hurt anything, right? So. Uh, is there ever going to be a New York City Part 2 video? Yeah, there is. Uh, the French guy, who's my good friend. And he lives in Paris. He was he was in New York when we filmed the video. He filmed it with me, and he has since uh, transferred back to Paris. And it's made it very difficult to do the editing. But there, somewhere out there, is a New York City video part two and a part three. I have spoken to him, and I think part two is near done. But we just have uh, trouble connecting to really kind of um, get the final version out there because um, of the time difference and all that. And he's working. Uh, what happened to the keg of Lodi Light challenge? I vaguely remember this from the Jason Brett show, but I don't yeah. remember. What did we say we were going to do? Like a blind tasting? I think we're going to drink it a lot, I think, is the challenge. <laughs> I don't think so. I thought, was it? I, I thought we know. wanted to do some kind of a tasting against other beers or something. I don't know. What's, somebody remind us of what the <laughs> challenge was, and I'll tell you if it's ever going to happen. How about that? All right, who's on the line now? Uh, uh, oh, it's a special guest. <laughs> Another one. Caller, who are we talking about? Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. MedTech really is back. It's so I'm so I happy to have you. I just wanted to know that it's getting really sad what people think is the drunk of the week these days. I mean, come on. Oh. <laughs> for it. Everyone else just got served. The original drunk of the <laughs> year. Gonna, you get a freaking drink. Setting down the law. He's, yeah. Meanwhile, MedTech's over there drinking his wife's milk. <laughs> oh, man, I've had I've had about six pints of freaking scotch ale in the last hour. <laughs> in the last hour? Good well, it depends old. on your wife and what the ABV is. <laughs> yeah. uh. If he told me that you guys were going, so I figured I would go. And I'd give it a go, so here we go! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, MedTech's given... Um, What's his name? Grubs. Grubs. <laughs> Grubs. Grubs. Hey, uh, Come on, I mean, you could have more than just a little slur, and you could actually get into it. Drink um, some beer. Although he was kind of angry. Like, he was, I liked that. I want to give it to him just because he was angry. Like, it's carbonated. Oh, I don't know. It's carbonated. It's not flat. It's not, it's car. Yeah. It's all about drinking the beers and having fun. Come on. <laughs> Man, MedTech makes his <laughs> exactly. first appearance in a year, and he's like, Going for it. If we leave now, are we coming back? Take a break and come back? No, we ain't coming back. Let's wrap it up. Because I got pee. Uh, what's it? Uh, we can't wrap... Are we wrapping it up, seriously? Because then I have some quick things to say. Um, <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, MedTech, brother. 
<laughs> Very nice. Later. Uh, all right. Must uh, be. What quick things do you have to say? First of all, Sully messaged me. Yeah, and then he, would. he he had a he had a question about something, and, but uh, he told me that um, Stephanie won't let him call in. Why? I don't know. Tonight? Yep. She's busy. So there was that. And then uh, Brew Engineer wanted me to say, um, I guess he was out here last week yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. How, how was this trip? He said it was great. A lot of the BN Army helped him out a, a, a lot. And I heard so, it was epic. So in return, he's donating money to the BN. Really? As as a thank you to all the listeners. Hey, Brew Engineer, thank you. Oh, I friend. wish he could have made it over to... Really uh, let us take that. Yeah. yeah. The, what else you got? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right. Thank you, Brew. And I did read about your trip in the forum, yeah, that's too. that's great, man. And Tasty, you tried to hook him up with some of your beer. Just yeah, I did some out. advanced information stuff. Yeah, I was talking a little bit. You said you guys were, that you did everything you could to allow him to taste your uh Yeah, I just wasn't beer. here in Just didn't happen. No. no. Oh, uh, we have a clarification mm. on the Lodi Light Challenge. Okay. Apparently, yeah, now this is it? coming from Nowhere More, so you never know. Um, I have none. The, uh, the someone he writes in all caps. Someone on the show is a fat ass, according to you guys. <laughs> and the dude from Lodi according said, to us. "Yeah." And the dude from Lodi said that this person could drink a keg of Lodi Light and nothing but that for a month and lose weight. Oh, that's oh, right. That, that was, that the, was challenge. the challenge. That's right. And did you, did Chad agree to it? Yeah. Well, apparently, we were cool with it. That's right. All you got to do is cut out one of your five meals a day, and you'd be good. <laughs> but he said, didn't he say you didn't have to change your diet? He yeah. said you just had to not drink any other beer except for Lodi Light. Yeah. And that you would... Uh, I, 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 and I think he said he was going to bring the cake. I would guarantee that you would lose weight if you did cut out all of the beer and went to a light beer. Oh, yeah. You're, you're going to cut out calories, oh, period. So if you, I mean... We can't expect a, him to a, adhere to that, but... Apparently, though, he accepted the challenge on that night. I see no keg. You know, if we get the keg, are you going to do it still? Okay, I'm, I don't. I'm see afraid. Tw- what's in the keg? I don't see twelve kegs. <laughs> kind of beat up on him. Oh yeah, you think he's going to? Well, we didn't. The listeners beat up on him. Well, yeah. We no, no, no. I, you need more, more than one keg. Yeah, we need a, more than one keg, definitely. Cause yeah. What's one keg a, a week? No. <laughs> shit. You drinking that drink. much now? Everybody else. <laughs> I'm just looking at the drink. household. You know, intake. Well, intake. I'm not drinking it. It's all for him. I don't want to drink that stuff. Light beer. What do I? It might be good. It might taste as good as a Stella. Yeah, or a Miller Light. <laughs> but it has hops in it. Can't be worse. Can we go? <laughs> yeah. Do I have a call? Yeah, I think you have a call. Uh, caller, who are we talking to? Hey, this is No Remorse One. Is that different than a regular No Remorse? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like going to 11. I'm calling from my phone. I gotta go though. Bye. Alright. Thank you. <laughs> See, now he's angry. Good. Oh, wait. No, we don't. Oh, care. Uh, we B- don't care. B Dog says thanks for tasting his beer. He couldn't get through. Hey, thanks for sending him. Yeah, man. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Good beer. Good beer, and, and thanks for sending the commercial beers. And thanks to Gooch. Gucci drove all the way down here to bring us the beer. He brought us beer from Ozland. Um, Doc's wincing. You want to take this? man? I don't know who it is. Yeah, Doc's fine. We can take it. Fuck you. (laughs) 
Hey, you know what show we're going to do coming up? Is, uh, we yeah, I, I don't like that one. JP found these external catheters. So oh, you're going to spill that now? Yeah, why not? Oh, okay. Oh, you know, just tease it. We're going to do... Week. Uh, no, just we got to wait. Uh, it's going to be a two-part episode because first we have to measure because there's different size um, catheters. I was thinking about that. It needs to be... A warm weather show, so we're all wearing shorts. Oh, I'll wear shorts anyway, uh, so we we can I, see who's filling up fast. I had I I had planned on wearing shorts, and you can get an easier target to kick. I hope that we'll some, be kicking oh, ankles. That ain't right. No, yeah. that's not right. I am not doing it if there's going to be some sort of crap like that. I do want some sort of catastrophic failure to happen. I think that'll be good radio, but I don't want it to be because somebody got kicked. I mean, that's just not nice. I'm about to have a catastrophic failure right here. <laughs> All right. Uh, caller, real quick. Who are we talking to? Hello. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I tell Grub he's yeah. had a run for his money, yeah. but hopefully I brought it strong enough that he can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Medtech really well. Ah, he's back. back, baby. All right, Med. Med is back. Thanks, Retur- brother. Return of the year. Yeah. Sorry. I can't take it away from Grubbs. He worked hard. Apparently, that wasn't No Remorse <laughs> 1. Oh. All right. I don't know. Whatever. Doc's Lee. Doc, say anymore. goodbye. Bye. All right. Bye, we'll see you all uh, next week. And thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you to Iron Hill and uh, uh, for coming in on short notice. And also to Brian for hooking that up. From the Brew Lounge. Yeah. Brewlounge.com. Good work, Chet. Later, kids. And the women think the lamb is fine. But don't you give me that American crude, boys. I want a real home brew. Home brew. Don't you really love a better home brew? Can't get enough of it. Home brew. It blows my mind. I love home brew all the time. Yeah, I think I'll have it.